Good morning. Welcome into Glenn Clark Radio. Uh, it's going to be a Would You Rather Wednesday edition. Uh, as you can tell, Glenn of Glenn Clark Radio is not here at the moment. Uh, him and Drew are currently uh, at Helping Up Mission right now. They're making their annual delivery to Helping Up. Um, but uh, no fear, he will be here in uh, very shortly. So we'll do things a little bit out of order today. Um, we're actually going to get you uh, a, a segment of... Uh, of last night's Tyus Bowser show at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. That was last night, um, and uh, featuring Tyrus and his special guest, Josh Ross. Um, so we will do that in just a few moments here. Uh, also coming up, we're going to chat with uh, Peter Moore, who is actually the punter from Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech is going to be uh, up in Annapolis for the Military Bowl next week uh, as Virginia Tech takes on uh, Tulane in the Military Bowl. Uh, Peter Moore is the punter. He is uh, right here from Baltimore. He uh, he actually went to Calvert Hall right across the street here from the studio uh, here in Towson. Uh, so we'll chat with him later on. Also, Dante Whitner, who a uh, former NFL player, now an, uh, now an analyst, 49ers analyst for NBC Bay Area. So we'll talk some 49ers with him uh, as we uh, begin previewing uh, that, that game of the year on Monday night, Christmas night, Ravens 49ers. So Lots to do today. Glenn, will, uh, we'll check in with Drew as well. Glenn is on his way en route right now back to the studio. Um, and then we'll check in with Drew, who is live, who will be down there all day. So uh, so, so a lot to do, a lot to do. Uh, before we get into segment number one of the Tyus Bowser Show, I should remind you that the Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits, check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Now, without further ado, we shall get into segment number one of last night's Tyus Bowser Show featuring Tyus, of course, Glenn, Rita, and his special guest, linebacker Josh Ross. Always good to see you, brother. Always good to see you. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Happy holidays. Today's show brought to you by Superbook. You can use the code GlennClark23 when you sign up at Superbook.com or download the Superbook app. And when you when you do, you'll receive up to $250 in a same-day first bet match, win or lose. Ravens right now, plus 235 to win the AFC, plus 550 to win it all. Seems like maybe you get on those numbers because I think they're only going to get smaller. So, just get on them right now at Superbook. Tyus, uh, you brought out a guest tonight. You want to make sure you introduce everybody to him? Yeah, man. This is one of our upcoming players. A lot of people haven't heard his name, but they definitely will in the future. Definitely looking forward to this guy, you know, and his career, especially here in Baltimore. And uh, just a good guy, a uh, guy that I know is going to make some noise in this league really, really soon. And that guy is Josh Ross. Josh, thank you for coming out, man. Really appreciate it. Appreciate y'all for having me. Absolutely, dude. All right, so um, that was fun, right, on Sunday night. That yeah. was a lot of fun. Anybody else enjoy that? Uh, a lot of fun. I, I, I don't know. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I would like everybody to know I predicted that. Oh, so, you did? Yes, I did. Not you the did actual. say multiple scores. That's true. Yeah, I, I was not phased at all by Jacksonville for some reason. I don't know. I just felt like the Ravens were going to go in there, take care of business by multiple scores. Yeah. Get in, get and, out. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what happened. And that's what happened. You that's get in, you get exactly out. Exactly what happened. Um, the, the way that you guys do it, it's not, again, winning a game is one thing. It's always good to win a game. To dominate defensively, 
to allow just seven points against Trevor Lawrence and a first place team. I, I, I maybe we say every win means the same. We talked about this after the Rams game, right? It's a win. It's a win. It's a win. But does do games like that feel a little bit different? Do you come out of that like a little bit more of, yeah, this is who we are? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you talk about a playoff team, uh, one of the top AFC teams, you know, and just for us to go into that type of environment, which was crazy, a ton of energy, and to go out there and handle business, you know, in their home stadium. I mean, that that was quite a show for us. And like I said, we just played together. We played hard. We made the plays that we needed to make, and we did what we need to to, you know, make sure that they didn't get in the end zone. And our offense came and did their job as well, made the plays that they needed to make. And, you know, the score shows exactly what we did. So. No doubt. Speaking of off, I'm sorry, go ahead. Go no, ahead. Just to add, too, you know, as a, a young guy in the building, seeing our defense this whole season, man, it's it's actually been a, a pleasure to see just week by week how much our defense communicates together, how good of a leader Roquan is, how he comes in the building every single day. It ain't no surprise to me. This game, this past game, how well we dominated into the future, just how close our defense is as one. We work together as one. And, like, dudes is really, like, you can feel the energy when you walk into the facility every day. Like, dudes is ready to work for each other. And it's uh, it's, it's, it's live to see, definitely. I love that. No, I mean, like, I'm like, ooh, I'm fired up. Because, like, Roquan came in and I'm like, because Roquan is definitely, like, intense on camera or intense in sound bites you're saying he's just as no, pretty intense. speeches so. yeah you say he's just as intense like that's the real deal oh no that's the real deal okay. that's the real deal. them pre-game speeches gonna have you ready to run through a wall for sure um no for real for real i'll be ready <laughs> <laughs> learning from his mentor i'm sure ray lewis that is no for real but just seeing that dude come to work how he come to work every day how he say hello to everybody in the building how he know everybody's name like all of that, I feel like that's a key key piece to why our defense is like together as glue right now and just continuing to go up. So it's a pleasure to, to be there and to continue to work and get better, perfect my craft and see our defense ball too. Absolutely. Back to, you know, making the plays on offense. I know you guys, I don't want us to get complacent with how great Lamar Jackson is in terms of the things that he, he, he turns – Water in the wine, for lack of a better term, right? I mean, you know, I, you know, I mean, hey, I'm just making the point that he'll make something out of nothing, right? And you look at, you know, the play uh, against Smoot, uh, and Smoot is on him. I mean, Smoot is on his ass, and he is like, you know, he gets out of the sack, and he, and Smoot probably thinks he closes in, and then he he makes this ridiculous throw down the field. Like when you see Lamar in his element doing this, does it ever get old to you guys? Like, I I don't want us to get used to it. I always want to be like, oh, my God, every time he does something like that. I mean, you talk about professional players, and you just see – and you're a defensive player, and you know, you know, when you get against other quarterbacks how easy it is to get there, to get guys down, and sometimes how hard it is to get guys down. And just to see a guy like Lamar, I mean – especially the moves he make and how he's just able to get out of it. Honestly, it's still it's still a sight to see, regardless of his name and who he is and what he's done in the past. It's always amazing to see a guy like that make plays, you know, for this team. Josh, Tyus has been here for all of it, right? Like he's seen literally every play Lamar's ever made. When you arrived, you have been obviously watching him from afar, but to see it 
in person, right? Like, can you possibly describe like what it's like the first time you're like, oh my God, this guy, I, TV can't even do it justice sometimes. So I'm going to be real. Like I practice against this dude every day. And one of the like first things I notice is like his release is so fast. Cause like when I practice, like I'd be trying as a linebacker break once his, once the, uh, the, his hand come off the ball, but his release is so quick that I, it's hard to get a jump on breaking. That's like football turns, but in other words, without the running, that dude is ridiculous. Right. You add the element of scrambling and getting out the pocket and all the trickery he do behind there, like, it's wild to see. I it almost feels like he's daring, right? Like, like it just almost feels like he's playing a different game. Y'all want to come? Why don't you just stand right there and let me go ahead and do what I'm about to do? Because the moment you do something, you're going to end up looking really stupid in the process. Pretty much, man. I mean, like I said, we've all, we've all practiced against Lamar. I mean, whether it's ones and ones, uh, ones and twos, whatever it is. I mean, we went against him, man. You always wonder – how we get that ball off? How did he get out of this pocket? Like, is he okay? Like, just <laughs> with everything, you just that dude is different. It's just one of those type of guys that's like, man, he's really a threat, and you just don't want to have to be in a situation where you got to get this guy down. And that just tells you the type of guy he is, the type of player he is, man. It's just amazing to be a part of. Do that. you have an all-time favorite Lamar play? Do you have one that like? Because for me, it's the the he is Houdini run against the Bengals like that. Yeah, is it is it that or is it Kevin Harlan? Kevin Harlan helps. Is he is he he's, pumping you up to I make mean, that the, the best moment? He is Houdini thing, just a ten out of ten. But the whole play was magic. Yeah, man, that's tough. I think I remember it was one play that he did against uh, the the Texans. It was a few years back, maybe his first year that he actually started, and it was just a zone read and pretty much. Sugar dude threw the ball over his over his head and then went again, did another one, broke one, seen the dude, stopped on a dime, let him fly wherever he was about to fly to, and then kept going. He didn't suit he didn't see the dude on his opposite side, but he seen it last minute and protected himself. But I was like, man, just the just the awareness, the reaction, the speed, the quickness, everything in one. When you really look at that plan, it's like if this was any other quarterback. That's a tackle for a loss. Yep. And for him to just do that all in one and see that, I was like, oh, my goodness, man. This is crazy. This is going to be exciting seeing this Josh, guy. Josh, do you have a favorite one? So I can't remember the, the team specifically, but it was when I was in college. It was like three, two or three years ago. I think it was um, in his MVP season. But this dude took a 60-yard, like, scramble to the crib, spin move. I don't know if it's that the that was the that's that's same. That's, yeah. that's the same. Game. Yeah, that's my play. That's he my third. Is play. Yeah, he is. Hey, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call one eight hundred Gambler or visit helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Tyus Bowser Show Press Box and one zero five seven The Fan. All right, uh, Josh, you um, your history with Mike McDonald, right? Like. Did you kind of always assume, like, I'm going to be in Baltimore? Like, that's where I'm going to be. Where else could I possibly be? Yeah, you know, that's it's, it's wild to think about, you know. Like, so my last year at Michigan, I was at Michigan for five years. I stayed for my fifth year. And this is the season after we went two and four, COVID year. We was terrible. The building was terrible. The culture was terrible. And, um, you know, we needed a change. And uh, Coach Jim Harbaugh brought in Mike McDonald as our defensive coordinator. And right off the rip, like, I could tell, like, 
the type of guy he was, the type of coach he was, but just how willing he was to collaborate and not only like dictate and say it's his way or the highway, but allow all the leaders, allow the whole team to work together. And it kind of built to what we did my last year at Michigan, moving to the Ravens, you know, seeing Coach Flurse, uh, seeing Coach McDonald Flurse as a coach, how much he's grown, like the type of duty he is, what he's calling, how, you know, everybody buys into, you know, his plan and his and his and his mission for our defense. It's it's live to see. I'm not gonna lie. But I could not call it that I was gonna be in Baltimore and Coach Mike was gonna be. You weren't like already looking for a place in like March. Like I bet I already started scoping out like apartments in Baltimore. Man, I was I was straining, getting ready for the combine. <laughs> End up going undrafted, and I'm like, man, I'm I'm gonna roll with Baltimore for sure. That's what's up. It's, it's a question though, since you've known McDonald quite a few years, right? Um, is there something that we don't know about him, like from a personality perspective? Does is he does something quirky? So we've we've had a history in Baltimore of like Rex Ryan, yeah. Chuck Pagano, yeah. these like over the top personality dudes. And like he the, seems kind of reserved. Yeah. Like he comes off a what, little reserved. What do you not know about the Does guy? he like karaoke? Like what's what, <laughs> what? You know. He his sense of humor is is funny. His sense of humor funny because he is like he got a little bit of awkward in him. I hear a little awkward. Yeah, he's a a Seinfelder. He's not, but he like to throw in like a few jokes about certain type of things, and he just be waiting just for a reaction. He's like, uh, <laughs> I guess y'all haven't seen this. Y'all don't know what this is, and then he try to play it off, and it's like, yeah, coach, you you took the L on this, you know. Uh, it's it's funny too. I remember one of the first memories I had of uh, Coach Mike at Michigan was like. Every joke, like like Tabo was just saying, like every joke that dude talk about, it's about a movie reference that you might not have heard of. And he's like, you never heard of that? I'm like, ah, nah. Like, this is me dealing with all of the young people that I work with. Like this is this actually sounds strikingly familiar when I try to make like a reference to Tommy Boy, and they're all like, Yeah, we tried that. Never. You're a hundred years old. Do you know what Tommy Boy is? Okay, yeah, well there it is. We're and continuing the trend here, so never mind. Exactly what I was gonna get with that. I, but I wasn't a big movie guy growing up, though. Yeah. This was a pretty popular one. I'm not. I, I, I seen Tommy Boy. Okay. Somebody seen Tommy Boy. Somebody seen Tommy. I'm going to have to look this up during a break. Dude. If I did like Bad Guy in a Little Coat. You wouldn't know the reference, guys. But would you, Josh, would oh. you know the reference? Because oh. that was in the movie. It was. I seen the movie. You just don't remember? Okay. I'm going to settle for that. Like, I'm just going to settle for Josh has seen the movie. And that's, that is by beyond good enough. All right. One more question. Do you know who Outcast is? Of course. Oh, okay. Ooh, Sorry, Mr. Thank you. <laughs> we you don't possibly. know the struggles we've been through. Yeah, we, we went in learning. a real bad situation where um, Pat Ricard Pat Ricard mentioned uh, who was it? Uh, he thought yes. He thought the song "Who Let the Dogs Out" was Outcast. Outcast. It was the darkest moment of very the of the tires. Very dark moment. Ago. That's tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's tough. As long as you know who Outcast is, you good with me. Yeah, so right. we're we, good. We yeah. are all That's good in that department. Tyus, from your perspective, you know, you didn't have the history with Coach McDonald the way that Josh did, right? Like, when he arrives, what did you know about him? And and what have you seen from him? Like, how has he changed in just the short time since he's gotten here and meshed with you guys? And I'm not trying to give him the credit for how good the defense is, because clearly, you know, y'all have some pretty damn good players. But, like, you know, it happens to be that you both have a coordinator that's come in and, and a unit that's done nothing but improve. 
since he's gotten here? Well, I've known Mike McDonald since my first in the league. He was a linebacker coach at the time. I always forget that. I'm a little bit older. I always forget. I'm a little bit older. I don't want to tell people I'm older, but yeah, I'm a little. And yet you haven't seen Tommy Boy. I have not. Not not exactly. But, you know, just with Mike, man, just being a player under him as uh, when he was a linebacker coach and just learning from him, you could just tell how intelligent he is and just how well he knew the playbook and just different terminology, different things that he sees, and it just made so much more sense. And he was definitely a guy that I went to when I was younger, just learning coverages, learning the reasons of different situations, you know, the down and distance to the two minutes, what to expect, like all different types of points that it was like, man, like I never thought of this. Like, and this is, this is good for me moving forward as a player to learn the game of football and playing defense and what they expect, different routes, how to drop and coverage, how to, you know, what the communication is in the back and the back end. All of that stuff played a huge part. And, you know, he had, he ended up leaving the Michigan and then, you know, found out that he was deciding to come back to be the, def- the defensive coordinator. And part of me felt like that was going to be a case for him. Number one, when he was at Michigan, I was like, I can see him being this, you know, mm-hmm. and just for it to, you know, make a full circle for him to be the defensive coordinator with the Baltimore Ravens. It just made it just made things way more easier because, like you said, you got a leader. You got a guy who is confident in his defense, who is confident in, in his playbook and the plays that he has. And, you know, he's going to stand he's going to stand on on what he says, what he does. But he's also open to wanting to hear what the players have to say, because we always talk about it being a player's first, you know, game. And he wants to make sure that we're all on the same accord, that we're all on one understanding. If there's something that maybe we see because we're on the field that he doesn't see, then he's open to listening to that. And if it makes sense, then he's open to to doing it. If there's a way, you know, for us as rushers to be able to, getting in a certain type of front to where it helps us get to the quarterback. Or even so, it's like, man, let's get y'all to rush. Mm. We got to get y'all to rush, man. Mm. So we're going to put y'all in a situation to go out there and do what we paid y'all to do. And to have a guy like that that's open to doing that, you really appreciate guys like that because that helps you flourish as a player, but it also helps you develop trust in a guy like that to want to play even hard and do the things that you need to. To make it successful. It's awesome. Yeah. Y'all make some noise one more time. Tyus Bowser, Josh Ross. The Great Apes Memorabilia is getting into the live music business. You can find out more at greatapesmemorabilia.com with the number eight. The bonfire sessions in January. Some live concerts in February. Again, greatapesmemorabilia.com. When we, uh, when we come back in, unfortunately, not all good news from Sunday. We'll talk about uh, the unfortunate part of Keaton Mitchell going down. And um, let's get that Lamar for MVP campaign rolling. Let's get into All right, there it was, segment number one of last night's Tyus Bowser show, featuring Tyus, obviously, and uh, his special guest, Josh Ross. Uh, we're going to take a break here. Glenn uh, is only minutes away, so we will uh, have your regularly scheduled programming on the other side. Uh, but before we hit the break, I do want to remind you what's going on at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks. 
Uh, you can get a $10 free bet every Thursday at the New Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson or Canton. So stop by, get your free $10 bet, watch the game, and enjoy some great Green Turtle food. So make sure you check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton, the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting with a free $10 bet each and every Thursday. So go ahead, use that on Thursday Night Football, something that you like. Maybe the under, I you know, at this point, seems like it might never hit again. But uh, I, I would still be betting the under. Uh, go ahead and check out the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton or both. Uh, we will be right back with more Glenn Clark Radio. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GLENNCLARK23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everyone? It's Tyus Bowser, and I've had so much fun hanging out with Rita and putting up with Glenn the last couple years that I've decided to do it again. Season three of the Tyus Bowser Show is happening this year as we'll be all over town, giving you the chance to get to know me and some of my teammates. As we talk football, life in general, and just say what needs to be said, you can find out more about the show by going to pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. If you don't live in the area, you can watch the shows live on Facebook and YouTube. And if you miss one, you can listen Friday nights at 105.7 The Fan. So we'll see you all season long for the Tyus Bowser Show. A partnership of Press Box and Great Ace Memorabilia. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, January 2nd at Mother's North Grill in Timonium. It's brought to you by Superbook Sports, AJ Michaels, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on. Where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria. A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis, ajmichaels.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along the holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more in maryland you're welcome whether your focus is luxury and comfort convenience and technologically advanced connectivity or sporty performance and aggressive styling we've got the perfect highlander for you check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new highlanders from your local toyota dealer today 
Hey Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Sure, Glenn may be in his 40s now, but he looks just as good as he ever has, and he's still as sharp as he ever was. And I say both those things without even a shred of irony. Find out for yourself right now by watching the show at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Hey, hi, I'm Glenn. It's uh, Glenn from Glenn Clark Radio. You might recognize me as the guy from uh, Glenn Clark Radio. That's me. Hi, I'm here. Um, appreciate the, the you guys uh, hanging with us for a couple of minutes, and I'm told we had a little bit of a video trouble there, but uh, Griffin says for now it's fixed, and we will uh, hopefully get permanently that fixed. figured it permanently? For today, yeah. Yeah, that's not per- I don't know if you know what permanent means. That's per- not permanent means uh, for the next 24 hours. That's yeah. definitely not what uh, You know what I can means. confirm for the next probably th- yeah, 27 hours. 27 hours? So yeah. Tomorrow. Okay. So back next week we're just back to being screwed? No, we're not screwed. Well, I don't understand what you're saying then. It's fixed. It's not we're gonna fixed. Be, we're going to be it's up. We're up. temporarily fixed. I think it's a pretty good fix. Anyway, just dropped a bunch of stuff. Uh, Drew's going to join us in just a couple of minutes. Uh, he is down at Helping Up Mission. I I actually feel really bad. In, in the past couple of years, we've had a lot of help, ironically, at Helping Up Mission. Today, we just didn't. And I don't know why that is. It's a conversation for another day. But I feel bad. I'm not there. But they're getting everything set up, and they're going to get the, the men and women in to... Um, Pick up all the many things that you all donated, and uh, Drew and I will talk about the uh, wild day that we had at Target yesterday, and just very grateful, very grateful for everything that everybody did for us throughout the course, and I say for us, it's not for us, it's for the men and women at the Helping Up Mission, um, between the actual physical donations, then we were out uh, with Michael Pierce the other night, and I had a couple of people who like just chipped me stuff, um, which I appreciated, and then all the cash donations that you all made, um, whether it was during the bull pick'em or the NBA in-season pool or the raffle, it's been overwhelming. I mean, o- overwhelming what you all have done. And um, we were able to spend about $3,400 at Target yesterday, which is not an easy thing to do. Every year I go into it knowing how difficult that is. Target made that go a little bit further, too. Um I know how difficult it is, and it ends up being even more difficult than we're doing it in the middle of the holiday season. So getting a lot of dirty looks from people at Target because, like, we're taking up the time. Like, they had to assign, like, three different people to what we were doing yesterday, which I'm grateful for, but then there's, like, the empath in me where I'm like, (laughs) Well, they should have got there earlier. They should have got there Sorry, sorry. In fairness, I was talking with one of the managers at Target yesterday, and I will admit that I've been this guy before, where like you order something online, and it sends you an email saying, hey, man, it's, it's ready for pickup. And then you get there, and it's, it's, it's not ready for pickup, right? You like, have to wait in another line, and they're like, it's a whole ordeal. And he's like, yeah, they, they have this like automatic email thing that like just kicks back an email that says it's ready. Well, like, we're in the middle of the holidays. We have a thousand people working, and yet we still don't have enough people working. 
like we're it's gonna be ready when we can get to it that's the way it goes and i'm like ah she's like they don't like there's not like a system where somebody goes and pulls it and then we say now it's ready like they just immediately email you back to say it's ready Hmm. like well that doesn't seem ideal (laughs) like i'm not i'm not john target right but like i just don't think that's the way to go about it is that his name I have no idea what his name is, Griffin. I just threw out a name. I haven't had time to put up what we're doing on the show today. I haven't had time to put up Would You Rather Wednesday. It's just, this is what it is. We're flying by the seat of our pants today. And if you think we're doing that today, imagine what it's going to be like tomorrow. Any updates regarding tomorrow? Anything that we know yet for tomorrow's show? I believe we'll have a John Proctor's quiz. You say you believe we'll have one. Yeah. What does that mean? Well, I mean, he told me that he will have one. But, like, is he going to be able to proctor it? He or? should be able to, yes. You're using a lot of qualifiers. All right. You're well, using I, a lot of... I'm getting a lot of, like, misdirection. Sleight of hand is being used. We will used. have Malort cookies. Oh, yeah, that's that's yeah, definitely... As well as Malort, yeah. Well, I'm not really interested in that. I just want the cookies. Uh, Tim Barbalace is going to join us tomorrow, oh, apparently. Uh, that will should be fun. He's going to come in and hang out with us. Unfortunately, we we can't get breathalyzed tomorrow. Mm. Um, the the folks in the Baltimore County Police Department that were going to come do it uh, been told they had to do something else that apparently well, is a, work or a little more important than breathalyzing us idiots on the uh, show. So uh, that that's sad because part of the reason I like doing the show is because it's you know the public service concept of it. Now we're just drinking for the sake of drinking, which. I don't even like drinking. I don't even want to drink. So I don't know how that's going to work tomorrow. Um, but we do know that our friends from Guilford Hall Brewery will be here. Jeremy's going to be here. Dennis Shockett is coming to play some tunes for us, which I'm excited about. Uh, you know, Dennis Shockett from Starbelly and literally at every bar in this community. Um, nobody better than Dennis Shockett. And uh, Jeremy and I will do it. Do I actually got a little bit nervous in talking to Jeremy that he doesn't even really know Fairy Tale of New York. When we were chatting the other day, do you have to know it? I mean, I, I, I mean, I would think that like it would I help. It's a holiday classic, and I'm working on a couple other things for uh, tomorrow. But we're gonna have a very silly day tomorrow uh, for our uh, holiday spectacular, and then we'll be off Friday and the weekend. All right, uh, today's show is also brought to you by Project Game Day, which returns. We will be back this Monday night, Christmas Day. Christmas night. Really, by that point, it might even be the 26th. Uh, Following Ravens 49ers, come join us. Myself, Femi, Rita, the whole crew, whoever's with us after a long Christmas day, we'll all be hanging out. I hope that you will come hang out with us. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Project Game Day brought to you by AJ Michael, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. Um... I ended up watching after the, after we did the Tyus's show last night, and we'll get to segment number two. So the way we're going to work it is we're going to do segments one and two today. With no show Friday, we'll do one and two today, and then on Thursday we will at some point during the drunken mess get you segment number three. But as always, the entire show can be found at facebook.com slash pressboxsports, youtube.com slash pressboxonline, the whole thing. And you can listen to it Friday night on 105.7 The Fan. All that being said... When Tyus' show was over, I was like, eh, I'll, I'll poke in, see what's going on in the Maryland game. And I looked down, and I'm like, oh, my God. I think the first thing that I saw was they were down 43 to 34. So I said, well, I guess I'll take a look. I don't have a lot to say. I, like, none of your 
here's some of the takes that I've seen. You think Jameer Young's happy he came back? I saw Jameer Young the other day. It was the my, my kids were hanging out with Jameer Young. We had a nice little conversation. Uh, Jameer Young and I did. He showed up at the um, Great Eights Memorabilia's oh. bowling event over the weekend, and we ended up chatting for a little while. I like Jameer Young, I think Jameer Young's happy because I think that I I. I He's playing basketball. I think if you, if the question you're asking is in hindsight, would he have liked to have transferred somewhere else or gone, you know, overseas? That I guess, part or? I dis I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't think so. He got a, a decent NIL deal, yeah. and I, as a young man, I don't think he was interested in being somewhere else, right? And like, I think that he likes the idea of being home and being around his family at a at a still young age. So I I disagree with that. I think the que- the more relevant question would be. Does he regret maybe not listening in on some transfer portal options? And I don't know about that. But that's a conversation for another day. If, if like, I, my buddy Bruce Cunningham was like, you know, Nichols is actually pretty good. They beat L. I love Bruce. Bruce is the guy that, like, read something on the internet and thinks that he knows something that other people don't. And so he, he goes on Twitter, like, regurgitating it. And it's just not, it's all easily available. And I love Bruce. I, this is who he is. Bruce, well, you know, Nichols is pretty good. They beat LSU. Well, Bruce, that's the only D1 team that they've beaten in regulation all year. It's an anomaly. It's good, it is a good win. It's a good win. It's a good win. Let's not oversell it. It's a good win. But it's not a particularly good win. And, again, it's an anomaly. This is not like a Nichols team that's been rolling through their competition and it included a win over LSU. Bizarrely, they beat LSU because nothing else they have done has backed up that being a good win. They have not been a good team. They just happen to have beaten a good team. Weird. So we start with that. The next element of it is, but the guys on that team, including the two St. Francis kids, probably pretty fired up. Devon Sadler probably treated this sort of like a Super Bowl. The same way they probably treated LSU sort of like a Super Bowl because, you know, they play in Thibodeau. It's a big deal for them to go beat LSU. It was probably one that they had circled for a long time. And you did probably get a more spirited best effort, whereas the kids from Maryland probably did not feel the same way about a matchup with Nichols. Which they have no idea where it is, couldn't spell it, don't know if it's Nichols or Nichols State, and neither does anybody else. Um, They probably just did not care. Around the holidays... Kid, students not there, no atmosphere, the team's not been there, all of that. The, the, the other element of it is, hey, they, at, least, at least they won the game. It's okay to have a, a, a tough time as long as you don't screw up and lose the game. Not for the people that bet on them, but, you know, for everybody else, it's not that big of a deal. Which, again, would be true if not for the fact that Maryland's not good. If, like, Maryland had beat Villanova or just won their games down in Asheville, then it wouldn't be that big of a deal that they were, that they struggle a little bit with Nichols. Like, you'd come away from it saying, ah, it's, that happens. Every now and then you have one. But this is basically a reflection of who Maryland is. They don't shoot well. They're just not a very good team. The, the more difficult part is there's nothing big picture to say. And this is the thing that I talk about all the time. 
we are a society that wants that the response has to be something larger than that. Either you're winning the NCAA title, either you're winning the championship, or you're firing the coach. It's the, as my friend Chad Dukes coined years ago, goat versus trash. That's all we have. All we can do is be gangbusters excited or fire the coach. That's all we have. You're either the best or you're trash. There's nowhere in between those two things. Well, Maryland's not firing their coach. This is, you, you're going to, A, have to let the season play out before you can even make strong judgments. By the way, UCLA lost to somebody terrible last they night, They lost too. to Northridge. Cal State night. Northridge. Uh, so, Notre Dame lost to the Citadel. And uh, the first game on Big Ten Network, somebody tried to lose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Illinois, or, or Indiana tried to lose to, uh, gosh, who did they even play? Was oh, it Moorhead? Yeah, Moorhead. We love we love, love Love Moorhead. There's no doubt about that. Um, so, I don't know what happens Friday night. I'm guessing Maryland loses anyway. I don't feel good about them. Even if it's not as good, nearly as good of a UCLA team as it was a year ago, I don't feel very good about it. But it, it's not necessarily germane to the point. The point is... The season's going to have to play out. And even after the season plays out, even if it goes the way it looks like it's going to go at this point, you're going to have to give the benefit of time, another recruiting, all of those things. This isn't how... You don't just fire the coach every time there's a bad season. Mark Turgeon got the better part of a decade. It's disappointing because Maryland showed so much promise a year ago. And there's questions to be asked about development versus recruiting. And you'd like to hope that there's still room as the season goes on for Deshaun Harris-Smith, for Jamie Kite, for those guys to improve, for John Lamoth to maybe be involved. You'd like to hope that that's something that can come as the season goes on. But it doesn't look good right now. At the moment, you're just going to have to watch or don't watch. I mean, that's really what I, – I don't know what else there is to tell you. There's no big take to have. It, there's nothing good about a narrow victory over Nichols. There's no silver lining other than it could have been worse. And they haven't suffered a disastrous loss yet this season, for what it's worth. They haven't had a shameful, embarrassing – home floor loss to a lowest level team. They haven't nothing like that has occurred. But that's the about the only good thing you could say about Maryland basketball to this point. They could use anything. A- anything and maybe a down UCLA team gives them that opportunity although you don't necessarily love the fact yeah, that UCLA they're going to be <laughs> it's what it is probably awake it, now. It's what it is. But I, I'm sorry, I don't have a strong thing to say. It's, uh, you know, it was, again, yeah, at least they didn't lose. That's what I got for you. At least they didn't lose. Uh, Ravens officially placed, uh, 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 elevated uh, Melvin Gordon from the practice squad and then signed former Terp Jake Funk to take his spot on the practice squad, which was neat. Um, we like Jake a lot around here. I talk all the time about the calling his seven-touchdown game in the state championship a few years ago. 
which was um, quite the performance. Love Jake, also a heck of a special teams guy, and maybe that provides him an opportunity to get active on some game days the rest of the season. We will find out. Um, don't know, but right now the Ravens needed a running back. Jake Funk was available. They went with Jake Funk. So that's that's all I got for you, presumably. And we'll see how Melvin Gordon might be involved. I'm going to guess it's going to be primarily the Gus Edwards and Justice Hill show moving forward. But, you know, there there were moments in the Cleveland game for Melvin Gordon. Like, they saw something. They put him on the field when they were able to have him on the roster. So we'll see how that plays out moving forward with uh, Melvin Gordon. I don't. I don't expect it to be a large role. It is also awkward too, though, because he's not going to play special teams. So, like, if he's gonna be on, if you're gonna activate him, there is a question of like, why are you why are you activating if he's not going to have a role, right? So, I, I, I guess that's that's not for me to figure out. They'll have to sort that out moving forward. We'll see how that goes. Um, and I feel like there was something else from yesterday that I wanted to respond to. Oh, Fris- what Frisco Bowl. No, not the Frisco Bowl. Who won the UCSA did win. Okay, but did they it cover? Was, they did cover. They covered well, as well. There you yeah, go. Yeah, everybody was freaking was, everything but it was freaking out because it was Josh McCown's son versus Chad, Chad Pennington's, Pennington's son, son. Which is why I was very worried because it was supposed to be Fran Fran Harris is uh was UTSA's quarterback and he hurt his shoulder and no one had really reported on it. Uh so like about like a couple hours before kickoff it was like, Oh, yeah, UTSA is not going to have their starting quarterback. And it was like, ah, oh, great. Oh, yeah. and they're going against Chad Pennington's son. Ah. Um, but it was good news because Owen, uh, Owen McCown came in and balled out for uh, for the Roadrunners. If you say so. Um, I did, one. I did. I missed that one. Rocky Bowl Boyman was on the call. He did another bowl game that I saw he's recently. Mr. Bowl. But he's, I swear to God, he's done like all the bowl games. They got to get that travel budget, man. I swear I heard him doing another game the other day. I was like, was that Rocky? I get I get really excited. It was the my guy. Scooters Coffee. Uh, uh, I don't first know. I don't so they dumped what, coffee on the winning. They didn't actually. Yes, they, they did. Well, it, no, they didn't dump. They might have dumped like cold coffee on the guy. They might have okay, dumped. Sure. They didn't dump hot coffee on. Well, the yeah, guy. they didn't jump off. Like that didn't happen. <laughs> All right. What are, what's the Drew's deals? He, um, he is not in yet. I'll, I'll can you figure call him in a minute to remind him that we were doing? I did. This? Yeah. Okay. And if we're just out of time, we're just going to be out of time. That's what it is. We got Dante Whitner scheduled to join us at eleven o'clock to preview the 49ers. and uh, Peter Moore. Uh, uh, Drew probably likes Peter Moore. He's from Calvert Hall. Uh, Peter Moore is going to check in with us. He is an Annapolis native, and coming back to play in Annapolis is he's going to play in the Military Bowl next week uh, for Virginia Tech. He is their punter. Calvert Hall. Um, they'll take on Tulane. And what was the? Oh, we'll get more of the Tyus Bowser show. That's all still to come on the program today. Want to check in with Drew Forrester, who is at Helping Up Mission, where um, you know, as I said to start my portion of the show today, you guys did just an amazing job of uh, collecting items for us. Before we do that, a reminder that the best of issue of PressBox is available right now for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and in the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. You can read it all at PressBoxOnline.com on the cover. We celebrate our Mogaba Sports Person of the Year, Brandon Hyde, and the team of the year, the Baltimore Orioles and Inside. We also recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. It's all inside this best of issue of PressBox, which is available right now. You can also go to PressBoxOnline.com slash best of 
if you want to read more there. Is there any chance he just can't figure out how to use Zoom on his I, phone? I, I was thinking that as soon as, uh, like, as, soon I, as we hung I, up, he was like, oh, yeah, I'll join right now. And then, uh, and then hung up. And, and he's and not was, doing he's that. He's not. Right. Yet. And I showed him. I, I was like, dude, you have the Zoom app on your phone. He was like, yeah. I said, okay. And now I realize, because when I brought it up with him yesterday, the idea of doing this, he was, n- he was like, I don't have my laptop. I said, Drew, you don't need your laptop. Just use your phone. And then he said it again to me today. Mm. When I saw him this morning, I said, well, we'll have you zoom in at 1040. And he was like, I, I don't have my laptop. I said, Drew, we just had this conversation. You have a phone. You you get the email, pull the email up on your phone, click the link, and it opens the Zoom app, and there you are in the... I think I'll just call him. Really? I mean, he's it's not a... It's not going through, so... What? <laughs> I know he's old. I know he's got gout. Like, he's got a lot going on. But what are we doing? <laughs> Like what? What? Oh, oh, maybe. This is so embarrassing. What? You think? You think you made it? Yeah, I think. Uh, let's hold on. Uh huh. Connecting, connecting. Uh, yeah. Oh, we got a chance. I see Drew Forster's name though, so okay, I think that's good news. Okay, all right. This is. I think this is because on your phone you have to like hit dial in. I think this is or dream- use cellular or something. You have to click on your phone, so that may be. Oh. Nightmare. There we what go. We have Drew Forrester. Drew Forrester live at the Helping Up mission, and maybe we'll be able to hear him. Maybe he's figured out how Zoom works. Is, are you still struggling with how Zoom works on your phone, pal? <laughs> Not a chance. Uh, make Here sure. We go. Hey, we did it. We did it. You hear us? Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Do you hear me? Oh. I can hear everything you're saying. Awesome. You said I'm getting a raise. Yeah, nah, I wouldn't count on that. I wouldn't count on that. Drew is live Sorry, at the sir. Drew is live at the Helping Up mission um, this morning. Uh, how long did we spend at Target yesterday? Um, well, we spent two and a half hours there. Only about forty minutes of it was shopping. Yeah, yeah. And the rest of it was getting the stuff uh, paid for and repaid for and hobbled out to the car yeah but it was good and a, and a shout out to baltimore county for getting rid of shopping bags heck of a heck of a time yeah i tell you <laughs> you know thanks a lot bin laden <laughs> way to go what is that all right give me your um i know you do like a hundred things anymore and this one you know you, you you still you still keep your toes in what we do here but uh what it means to you what today means all the whole thing give me the rundown well we Chris and I were just talking about this, like, you know, I I never would miss this. And, and I know it's gone through a bunch of iterations, and you and I always say every October, like, dude, got to get together and start talking about what we're going to do at Helping Up. But it always happens. It always works. Um, and, you know, in some ways, like, it's you and I always joke about this. Like, when we walked in here that day with those 440 coats the first year, we – we thought we were kings of the world. Yep. And, you know, to see it now where it's, I don't want to say it's more meaningful, but this is, this is all brand new stuff that these guys need that they come in and they get. Um, and, it, you know, they, they come in and they grab 
deodorant, they grab shaving cream and they grab underwear and they grab soap and they grab they grab things that they're going to use every single day that matter to them. You know, I was just saying to Chris, when you when you and I have not I'm very blessed. I haven't been in here as a client. But when you come in here as a client, you're you know, you're kind of stripped down. You're you have reached pretty much the bottom. And I guess for these guys that come in to be able to have this opportunity to to feel like someone, even if they don't know who it is, someone took time out of their day to do something for them. I have to imagine that's pretty meaningful to them. Do you, um, do so you, I, I apologize. I, I, I can't I can't see you right now, unfortunately. Can you show everybody around? I don't know where you are right now. Can you show everybody around at all the stuff and, and what the setup is like? Was that can you see that? Or no? Yeah, uh, Griffin's giving me the thumbs up. Yep. Okay, so there, there is everything that we're doing. Chris will come over and talk in a second. There's the Christmas tree. There's the building across the street you're trying to get. Um, there's a There's the stuffed animals. There's everything. There's the American flag. God bless America. There we are. There we are. There, there we are indeed. All right, you wanna you wanna hand it over to Chris Sharar. I'll talk to him for a yeah, second. Get in the hot seat there. Hey, Chris. Well, hello, everybody. How are you, Chris Sharar? Uh, your title, Chris. Are you still director of philanthropy? Is that still your title? That it is still my title. It's my joy to uh, be a connector between the community of compassionate, generous uh, Baltimoreans and and beyond with the things that are happening here at Helping Up Mission for men, women, and children uh, who are in an experiential crisis. It be it homelessness, poverty, uh, and or addiction. So I've been here myself since 2006, first as a client, uh, and then as a graduate of the Spiritual Recovery Program, uh, staying and helping up mission on staff. And I know that we've been doing this together. Uh, we were doing a count. We think it's 15. We're, we're so honored and blessed by what you and Drew have been doing and, and your circles of influence are mind-boggling for how many people you invite and they say yes to you. So that is testimony to your impact and your influence, and you're using it to love on and serve our most vulnerable neighbors. Can you, Chris, just for people that don't know, for all they hear is us trying to explain what Helping Up Mission is and what you guys do. Can you, as someone who, as you said, you were a client once, could you, on a personal level, explain more about why Helping Up Mission might be a little bit different than other facilities? Right. So regardless of our personal backgrounds, education, profession, relationship, financial status, social status, family status, none of those immunize an individual that if they have made one fateful choice to take a drink or a drug, not knowing that that has sentenced them to a lifetime of attachment and addiction to that chemical. Uh, and it, for some, might take a drink uh, and, and be okay and wake up the next morning. For those of us in recovery, we know that one is too many in a thousand uh, excuse me, one is not enough, a thousand. One is too many and a thousand is not enough. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm butchering that <laughs> phrase, uh, but I live it every day. I live it every day. Um, and, and so helping up mission might be different that, that, that uh, what distinguishes us, we're not special, we're not 
We're not the end all be all. We're just people on journey um, to overcome those experiential crisis and catastrophe and calamity by getting, helping someone in a therapeutic community uh, reach a foundation in their spirit, uh, their body, their mind, uh, and then also help them overcome the barriers that was uh, those external factors may be pushing them to self-medication. Um, so we address those. And, and we are at a scale where we have 500 men with us. Our, our now two-year-young Center for Women and Children, uh, we now have 100 or more women with us. And most recently in the last nine months, we celebrate a program where moms in pregnancy and with newborns who are overcoming addiction are, are with us in residence. We celebrate, we have 23 moms slash moms-to-be uh, and babies and wow. babies-to-be, 23 of them at our Center for Women and Children. This was the first year that we spent uh, a bit of, of what you all, and we also took donations of diapers, in fact, and um, uh, got them down to, yeah. uh, and, that, and that's going to go along. And I will, try, I, will, I will do my best to take a picture of the faces of the leaders at the center when they see me open up the, the back end of my SUV with all the boxes of, of diapers for, for the babies that we're serving. This this event means so much to us and, and, and as a community, uh, so many in community would reject and judge and push away those who are suffering in addiction. But we're now hearing that one in four families in greater Baltimore has someone either personally or in family or one, one relationship removed of someone who is struggling with addiction uh, so as it as it comes out more and more, uh, people are realizing that those who are in places like Helping Up Mission are other human beings who need compassionate care and a chance, uh, Chris, I gotta uh, be- and not to be pushed away and rejected. So this giving yeah. in the in the Christmas time is phenomenal for all who are being served here. Chris, if I could, um, I, when you say that, I I'm getting the feeling that perhaps somebody is watching or listening that either might be going through their own struggles right now or might have, as you point out, someone within their closest circle, within their closest family uh, group of friends that's going through that type of struggle. If if somebody is wondering, yes. if is this where I need to be? Is there something that you could tell them is there, you know, how they get more information, who they can call, anything sure. like that? How can we have more action even beyond, you know, donations and, and helping the folks out who are already there? Yes. Uh, thank you. This is the most vital question that we can answer. And that is uh, to someone in, in the throes of, of the suffering addiction. Uh, our website, uh, www.helpingupmission.org slash get help or right at the top of our page is a get help. We also have, have had for two years now, a hotline 24 seven is staffed by someone uh, who is uh, uh, on the phone. It's not a, it's not a voice recording, someone live. That is 410-729-6999, 410-729-6999. Uh, but go to our, go to our website. There's information about our programs and we are a place of caring, 
we're a beautiful mess of human beings making our journey. Mm. Uh, many of us on staff are graduates of this program or another program. So we're, we're a community of, of compassionate accountability. Uh, but do, if you have a need, uh, reach out to us on our website or on that hotline. And, uh, of course, always looking for volunteers. If you guys want to come join me in serving breakfast uh, on Sunday mornings or uh, any other areas, I, there's always a need for volunteers as well. Um, and you can find out more. There's a volunteer link at the uh, same website, helpingup.org. Chris, I, I want to have you hand the phone back yeah. to Drew for a minute, but I just want to say to you personally. Yes, please. Um, I'm going to step out the hot seat. Thank it, you it, to you guys. Thank you to the entire community. It, God it bless is, you all, and Merry Christmas. It's a blessing to be a part of it. Merry Christmas to you, sir. It's uh, Chris Sherrard, who's uh, the director of philanthropy. <laughs> and we'll grab Drew back, back in here for just a minute. Um because he's got more important things to do for sure. It was Drew Forrester is down at the Helping Up Mission with Chris today. And um, let me know when I'm he, here. Oh, you're there. You're there. Um, were you yeah, were you at all worried that um, there was going to be a, a a middle-aged white woman who was going to take a swing at us at some point during this process yesterday at Target? Oh, they were definitely getting frustrated. Yeah. That's for sure. There were a lot of dirty looks. <laughs> I mean, there were 20, there were at one point there was no one in line and, right. it, and I was like, boy, thank God there's nobody in line. Yeah. Then there were 18 people in line yeah. and they just the death stares we were getting. Oh, it was so I tried not to look up at anyone. <laughs> no. Right. Keep your head down. Keep looking at each other. Pretend like nothing else is going on. Just do everything right. in your power to do that. Um, right. We, okay. pull, we pulled it off again somehow. Um, it's awesome. I'm going to take a quick video because I'm going to post it on Twitter for my, myself, but it's awesome. The room looks great. And I think, you know, just again, there's just something about the evolution of this where these guys come in and for any of them that, you know, it's just the basic things that we all take for granted that you got up this morning and you brushed your teeth and you shaved and you put deodorant on and you grabbed a pair of underwear out of your dresser and you put new socks on like, you, we start our day every day. Wait, so with you that. you put on and, new underwear and deodorant? That's, <laughs> I do. Yeah. Um, most days. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, we 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 take all that for granted, and we take it for granted not that it's available to us, but we take it for granted as as it relates to just our own hygiene and our own feeling of like I'm starting a new day. And if you don't have that at your disposal, you're how do you start your day? So that that's I think to me that's the coolest thing about seeing all of this set up is knowing that at the start of tomorrow morning, yep. these guys are gonna brush their teeth, shave, deodorant, underwear, shirts, soap, socks. They they have that to look just, forward to tomorrow. Just the dignity of that, right? The dignity of normal yeah, of normalcy. The dignity of I'm Ab- this is how absolutely. we take a step forward. This is how like we, we right. in, in order to be able to get back to where I want to be, there has to be a basic first step in all of this. And Correct. Um, the dignity of that goes a long way. Um I don't no give doubt. I don't give you credit for a lot of things. Everybody knows that. And I know that you like to talk about how, you know, and I I I, I do some of the heavy lifting these days, but I want to remind everyone this actually started with Drew. Like this all started one day years ago where Drew just walked in one day and said, it's time for us to do something for the community. And it all went from there. And truth be told, when the radio station went under back in 2014, I, 
if not for Drew, I don't know that we would have kept going. Like Drew immediately called and said, here's one thing we're not going to stop doing is helping the folks at Helping Up. And I said, I don't know how we're going to do it. And frankly, that year, I think we were saved by Zach from all-time low. And, you know, every, right. we, we'd all kind of kept together from there. But both originally and at that point, I don't know that this would have continued if not for you, pal. So I give you well, an I awful think, lot well, of credit for leading. I think I think um, uh, this is just God's work that we're all doing. And this is really – it really is that at the root of it. It's just the work that God would want us to do for people that need help. Um, I do believe that on the 25th anniversary, we really should, to commemorate it, we really should ride around and try and just throw out some coats. All right, we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> look into that at one. So we decided this is 15. I, We're at is that what we decided this is the yeah, 15. Well, I think I think if we trace this back, it's it's either 14 or 15 for sure. Okay. Well, so we're um, in the neighborhood. Uh, I, I couldn't thank everyone. It would be impossible, but uh, obviously thank you to Michael Pierce, um, who was very giving when he was awesome. exhausted on Monday but could not. Right. I mean, came out on his own time, did not refuse to allow me to pay him to do an appearance, refused to, um, and was just kind and thoughtful and wonderful with everybody on Monday night. And, of course, uh, Steve and the crew at chick fil And unlike time when Ed Reed – Came out with me to the bar, and he didn't eat four hundred dollars of Chick Fil A that night. He didn't he? Didn't I think he had a sweet tea and nothing else? Like he was Ed Reed. Ed Reed and the Ed Reed and the four guys he brought in the Escalade yeah. ate, ate four hundred dollars of food at the bar. Yeah, that was a that was a different time back then. Well, somebody paid. And I for got it. yelled at. Right, you got yelled. At. And I got right. Was, I got yelled at. It was your fault. <laughs> Ed yeah, right. Um, uh, I Ed, love Ed walked in with a bag. Of, Ed walked in with his sunglasses on and a bag of Cheetos <laughs> and said, "Is there any, any food here?" <laughs> Good news, there is. Uh, I don't know what you're doing tomorrow, but we're gonna do a, a a holiday spectacular if you feel like stopping by at any point. So, um, um yeah, let me think about that. Oh, I you know, your 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 boy uh, Dennis Shackett's coming to play some tunes tomorrow. No, he isn't. Yes, he is, Dennis Shackett. I don't know exactly I when will. during the time frame. But Dennis Shackett's coming tomorrow. I will be tomorrow. there. All right. All right. We'll, we'll talk about I'll, that. I'll more. be there. Uh, That's I, all you had to say. I, I really do. I genuinely appreciate you and the leadership that you've had for this and the fact that even oh, as you're doing 100 other things, you continue to make sure you support it and uh, lift it up. Love you, brother. And uh, Merry Christmas. All right. Yep. Love you, too. All right. See you soon. See you tomorrow. Drew Forrester, DrewsMorningDish.com, uh, with us from down at Helping Up Mission. And thanks to Chris Sherrar as well. Um, it's a very meaningful day for us. It's a very special day, and I get a little emotional every time we talk about it because it, it really is the most important thing to me that we'll do all year. And so a lot of times I think about whether or not I, I want to keep doing – truth be told, sometimes I think about whether or not I want to keep doing the show. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I just do something else. And part of the reason I keep doing it is because of this, because I want to continue the connection. I want to continue to have – uh, a community of folks that are willing to step up and support and be a part of it. So I'm grateful to all of you. Thank you for all of your donations. Thank you for everything that you did. And we'll make sure we do it again next year. But uh, appreciate everything you did to help us help the Helping Up mission this year at the holiday season. All right, uh, let's switch gears this morning. Let's get into a big game on Monday night. Ravens 49ers out in San Francisco. 
Joining us now from NBC Sports Bay Area, he is not only a 49ers analyst, but of course he had a hell of a career himself. He is former NFL safety, Mr. Dante Whitner, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Dante, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you, man. Happy holidays to you, and thank you for taking the time for us. Happy holidays to you. Thanks for having me. Dante, how, I mean, like, are we looking at super team? Is this, are the 49ers, when they're healthy, are they beatable at all? Uh, It's going to be difficult. I think every team is beatable, and you can catch them on a bad day. But when the 49ers are healthy and they're playing their best, it's almost uh, impossible to beat them. And, you know, they haven't been playing their best as of late. The running game has been faltering. The offense has been upholding the standard. Um, so right now, yeah, yeah, the 49ers are definitely the best, but they are beatable. But when they play their best and healthy, they are almost impossible to beat. So I asked that to say, like, we know all of the areas where they're really good. What, where are they vulnerable? You say that the run, like I, Christian McCaffrey's still alive. Like, where are they vulnerable as a team? They're vulnerable in the run game. Um, uh, we saw that last week when the Arizona Cardinals went for over 200 yards rushing. They gave up five explosive runs for a total of 142 yards. So that's where they're vulnerable. And we know that the Baltimore Ravens have the number one rushing offense in the NFL. And it's all led by Lamar Jackson, who gives every defense a tremendous amount of problems. So, yeah, that's where the vulnerability is. So, yeah, it seems like the, the roadmap for the Ravens should be come in, run the football, run the football, run the football, and maybe run the football a little bit more, uh, particularly because – I, I don't know that I love the sounds of Ronnie Stanley concussion protocol on top of the fact that he's been struggling this season. Morgan Moses has been banged up and struggling some vulnerable tackles against that duo of Chase Young and Nick Bosa. That sounds like hell right now for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they are stacked up front, but the 49ers are missing two of their interior presences and Javon Hargrave and Eric Armstead. Eric Armstead missed the previous two games. And Javon Hargrave missed last week with a hamstring. Hopefully they can get those guys back. But, yeah, Bosa is starting to come into his own. Earlier in the season, he couldn't get the consistency, the foot placement, the hand placement. And the number one thing about Nick Bosa isn't his pass rush moves. It's the intensity and the effort that he continuously plays with, where he just wears down tackles. At some point, a tackle is going to take a playoff, and Nick Bosa isn't. So, yeah, and then Chase Young came over, helped improve that unit, uh, he had a sack in his first game, and he consistently applies pressure, sets the edge. So it'll be a great battle with the trenches of the 49ers and the Baltimore Ravens. He is Dante Whitner, former NFL safety, now with NBC Sports Bay Area, out in, uh, obviously, the Bay Area. He's with us here on GCR. Dante, I I ask this knowing that like this is it, it doesn't matter. There's still a few weeks left in the season. Maybe it'll work itself out. But there is, of course, this MVP debate, and, and maybe – Monday night is going to go a ways to determining who the MVP is. But internally within the 49ers, there are people that have the opinion that, that it actually should be Christian McCaffrey who's the MVP and not Brock Purdy. And they point out, like, you know, how Brock played when other guys were banged up. Where are you in that argument about who's the actual MVP just of the 49ers? Well, it's a good problem to have, I'll tell you that. Yeah. You have two guys on the same team that are vying and they're arguing who should be the MVP. The 49ers' offensive catalyst is Christian McCaffrey. He's the guy that every team goes into the game and say, we must stop, and he continuously applies pressure to the defense. It creates explosives in the run, the pass game. 
Kyle Shanahan has tailored his offense around Christian McCaffrey to get him on linebackers out into the pattern. And then some of those runs that he makes, a lot of times he's making the first and second guy miss and creating on his own. Um, but I'm a Brock Purdy follower. I'm a Brock Purdy believer. I believe that Brock Purdy has taken his 49ers offense to another level. Yes, um, Christian McCaffrey is the catalyst, but Brock Purdy is the guy that distributes the football. And right now he has historical numbers, almost 70% completion rate, number one in every statistical category, and big-time throw rates, which is like over 40 yards. He has the highest completion percentage in the last three decades. So when you think about a quarterback of Brock Purdy's stature, where he was drafted, and what he's doing currently in the league, only in his second year, I would definitely have to give it to Brock Purdy. Dante, what do you make of the argument that people make that, like, you know, hey, any anybody could, if you had Debo Samuel and Ayuk and, and McCaffrey and Kittle, and any quarterback could do this, and, and maybe, you know, the, the system quarterback argument, like, what do you make of the people that, that, that try to knock Brock Purdy for those things and say it's not really about him, it's about what he's working with? Well, they don't know football. They've never played against the top quarterbacks in the NFL. I played against the top quarterbacks in the NFL and Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, all the top guys over the last decade, 15 years. And what made them special wasn't that they could throw fast, the accuracy. It was the ability to read mannerisms and almost like geometry to where player placement is on the football field and be able to take that information within five seconds determine where you're going to throw the football, how you're going to buy times, the anticipation it takes, who you have to affect with your eyes and your shoulders. And when you watch this young kid drop back and throw the football, it's not like Kyle Shanahan just says, hey, throw it here. There are technical things that he's doing to get a lot of these guys open. A lot of the throws that he throws before the guys are coming out of their break, every quarterback doesn't have that anticipation gene in the NFL. You can't tell me they do. So I heard somebody say they can plug 15 quarterbacks in his position. I beg to differ. What is it that's made him this guy? Like, Don, it, it, you know, and I say that, it, is it just that everybody missed in scouting? That, like, he was always this guy. But, or is it something about Kyle Shanahan, San Francisco, that, that has allowed Brock Purdy to go from being, you know, Mr. Irrelevant to perhaps the MVP of the NFL? I would say the college experience. He was a four-year starter at Iowa State. There's something to be said about going through an entire week entire month, entire year, and four years of preparing to be the starting quarterback and how to dissect defenses, how to study film, right? How to make checks, getting comfortable out there on the football field. So I think that a lot of it is the experience from college, but also that chip on his shoulder, similarly to Tom Brady. When Tom Brady was a six-round pick and he felt like he should have been picked higher, he took that chip on his shoulder and it drove drove him to amazing heights and success during his career. When you watch the video last week, you could possibly go pick it up, pull it up on X, where you'll see Brock Purdy standing around his family and he puts on his fake yeah. smile and then immediately flips his helmet up and glares into that camera. You can tell that this kid has the killer instinct. So I think that he's on his way to winning MVP. There's a good chance he's going to lead the 49ers to the Super Bowl. And once he solidifies both of those awards, I don't think there's any more Brock Purdy debate. Um, let me, let's talk a little bit about uh, a former Raven Kyle Juszczyk because this – it's it's funny. There's only a couple teams in the NFL that really truly do do still use fullbacks, right? And these are two of the teams that do that are squaring off on Monday night. And has Pat Ricardo slid in for him? Um, I, Kyle Uzcheck got a lot of money. It seems like it's been worth it for the 49ers. It seems like they have continued to find ways to get him involved. Correct? Absolutely. And they use him as a tight end. They use him as a football as a fullback, as a wide receiver. They'll put him in the slot. 
But his biggest um, value is the ability to allow Kyle Shanahan to play personnel games yeah. with the defensive coordinators. For example, when you put Kyle Juszczyk, George Kittle, um, Christian McCaffrey, and the two wide receivers on the field, you would automatically think that if they line up in a certain formation, they're going to run the ball. So you have to match that with three linebackers, two safeties, and four or five defensive linemen, correct? Then they bust the formation open, and Kyle Juszczyk can run routes like a wide receiver. Who out there is going to cover them when the two corners and the safeties have to account for the other all-pro guys that can catch the ball out of the field? So then do you play man or do you play zone? If you play man and they have all these guys that are interchangeable, somebody's going to get confused and there's going to be a bust in the coverage. So with the personnel groupings, with the individual players, it allows Kyle Shanahan to mix it up, and, 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 and um, use check is, is a big um, part of that offense. Dante Whitner, just another couple of minutes here on GCR as we get ready for Ravens 49ers on Monday night. Dante, you know, it's been weird kind of talking about this game here in Baltimore because it's it's a heavyweight title fight, right? It's it's Ali Frazier. Mm-hmm. It's 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 everything you could ask for. And yet at the same time, for the Ravens, it might not be all that important because the game the following week against the Dolphins, no matter what happens against the 49ers, will probably be the one that determines who the number one seed is in the AFC what's the vibe like in San Francisco? Because, like, they, they already did the thing, right? Like, they already went and demolished the Eagles a couple weeks ago and made the statement. It is, is the vibe that this is, you know, the magnitude of this is, is significant, or does it feel sort of more like a, hey, it's a, it's a, cool, it's a cool game to have on a, on a primetime game, but it's not necessarily, like, the most significant thing because it, it ultimately doesn't determine a whole heck of a lot. Well, that's not a championship mindset. Championship teams take the football field and want to put their best out there each and every week. You can't really control injuries, but you want to be playing your best at the appropriate time in the season. And this is the appropriate time. And this is a Super Bowl preview. So you want that psychological advantage. You want to go out there and pound on the Baltimore Ravens if you're the San Francisco 49ers and vice versa. Just to put it in the back of their mind that if we do meet you guys, we already have that one up on you. Yeah. And um, with the 49ers, they're, similar, they're in a similar situation. They have the Dallas Cowboys and the Philadelphia Eagles, who now are pretty much two games behind the 49ers yeah. because of the loss of Philadelphia Eagles last weekend. And if Dallas loses, if the 49ers win and Philadelphia loses, the 49ers capture and solidify the number one seed. So, yeah, they're in a similar situation because even if they do get an even tie, the 49ers hold the tiebreaker over all three of those teams, including the Detroit Lions. So what's the di- – like, between them being a very good team that's won all – runs six games in a row and being a team that's ready to go win a Super Bowl, what's the what's the big – the difference or what's the thing that's most necessary for the 49ers to continue this and, and have it end with a, a Vince Lombardi trophy? Well, to continue to make the main thing the main thing. Sometimes you can start to read the press clippings, the work can take a back seat. You stop showing up at the appropriate times and getting there earlier than everybody else and staying later. So contentment, not allowing contentment to seep in, continuing to work as if you're zero and zero, stay healthy. And that's the only barrier I see between the 49ers and capturing that Lombardi trophy. Do you, do you, do you bother to like maybe try to get in a couple guys' ears this week? Like, hey, we still, we still, I, I need you guys to go win this. We still owe them one for what happened in uh, Super Bowl 47. Yeah, not only Super Bowl 47, but if you think back to that year, we had a Super Bowl preview with the 
with the Baltimore Ravens as well on a Thursday night football, if I can really recollect properly. Man, they man. beat us on Thursday night football. We had to travel, play Sunday in San Francisco. We had to travel all the way across the country, play Thursday on a short week. And they had, that's when they had Ray Rice and Flacco and all those guys. It- and then later on in the year, we played them in the Super Bowl. So I remember that in the 49ers. Remember that, and I remember them being ultra physical. I remember they played a lot harder than we normally played, which caused us to lose that game. It's that's the nature of uh, the obviously that's the history of the Baltimore Ravens. And the Ravens defense right now is playing at about a, a very Ravens like level, which has been very encouraging for their chances of doing this. Uh, it should be an awful lot of fun, right? Like if we're all going to be hanging out watching football on Monday night, like you can't do a whole lot better than this. Dante Whitner, uh, anything we can plug for you? Where can folks give you a follow, Twitter, Instagram, anything like that? On uh, X. I think it's X now, right? Yeah, I, I, yeah, refuse. So I refuse. Dante I'm Whitner. <laughs> I'm holding that. D-O-N-T-E-W-H-I-T-N-E-R. I'm also on Instagram. It's uh, Dante Hitner, the number 3-9. I'm trying to get that 3-9 off of there. I need to talk to somebody. <laughs> but... Those are my handles. I see. We'll see if we can get you in touch with Mark Zuckerberg to help you out with that. Dante Whitner. Yeah, yeah, please help me out. Always appreciate it, man. Merry Christmas to you, to your family. Uh, enjoy the game. Thanks so much for hopping on, and, and perhaps we'll be talking again in a few weeks uh, out in Las Vegas. Absolutely. Have a great one. Happy holidays. Thank you, sir. Dante Whitner with us here on uh, GCR. Appreciate him doing that. Vulnerable on the ground. I still don't feel good. I can't lie. I haven't decided yet. After he talks up Brock Purdy like that as well, you know. I mean, Brock, you're not sold on Brock Purdy. I it's it's not that I'm not sold. It's a, it's a weird. It it really is. A, I think both things are true. I think it's both that Brock Purdy is clearly far better than anyone realized he was, and there was a giant miss. And, and it's not a but. It's an and. And I think that he's in an extraordinarily favorable situation. I think both things can be true. The, you know, it, it, we, we'll get into it. You're going to hear it on the Tynus Bowser show this week. But like the, what are the Ravens if Brock Purdy is their quarterback versus what are the 49ers if Lamar Jackson is their quarterback? I mean, are obviously it's an impossible argument. You can say, well, we'd never know, right? Like, we can do that. But I I think we all have a feel for what that would look like, right? The 49ers would be maybe the greatest team in football history. The Ravens would probably be in a little bit of trouble. Now, I'm not suggesting that the Ravens, because their defense is still really good and they still run the ball a little bit, I'm not saying the Ravens would be a bad football team with Brock Purdy as their quarterback, but I think they'd be a little closer to 500. I just think Lamar Jackson is a different type of special than even a you know a Brock Purdy is. But I'm I'm over the Brock Purdy is just a guy. Like I'm over that. It's obvious that's not the case. In the same way that I wonder if Kurt Warner, when he had gotten his first taste of playing in the NFL, that instead of it being with Marshall Falk and Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt, 
if it had been, let's say, in Baltimore with insert, you know, with, with God, who I mean, who are we even uh, talking what, about? 99 and... Yeah, uh, Jesus. We're talking about Kevin Johnson, Travis Taylor. Yeah, you know. I mean, Kadri was there. That's yeah, Kadri, Kadri was there, and Kadri was obviously Kadri would have there. elevated him, obviously. Justin right. Armour. Uh, yeah, Justin Armour, right. right. Eric Rett. Oh, yeah. Former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Eric Rett. Would have had Jonathan Ogden on the line. He though. would have had that. They, they did have Orlando Pace, though, in in St. Louis. So. Aaron Pierce was the tight end? I don't remember <laughs> there being an Aaron. You know what? I don't know why he's listed as the starter, but he had only had 11 catches that I'm year. I'm trying so. to think of I, – it's I, this is now my brain, like the functionality of when did Ben Coach show up, when did Shannon Sharp show up. When Femi did, was on that team. Femi was on that team, so he would have had that going for him, which is nice. You know what? I think it probably would have been the – I think the story would have been exactly the same. Yeah. You think so? And it's not to say that, like, obviously Kurt Warner proved that he wasn't, it wasn't the system, right? Because Kurt Warner continued to do it when he went on to Arizona. Now, they also had good players in Arizona. Like, I recognize that. It wasn't just the circumstances for Kurt Warner. And it's not just the circumstances for Brock Purdy. It's not a but, it's an and. Brock Purdy's good and his circumstances are exceptional. Which you can read as detracting from Brock Purdy, and I understand that. It's more explaining Brock Purdy and having this conversation. If we were doing the MVP conversation today, I would probably argue that if you're not sure who on the same team is the MVP, that probably means that guy isn't the MVP. Like, if, that it's not, if it's not clear that the quarterback is the MVP. Right. Like, if there's such a strong argument for someone else on the same side of the ball to be the actual MVP of the league, it probably means that Brock Purdy isn't the MVP. Now, again, this is where we get bogged down in minutia and, like, is MVP really about value? Because if it is, then some people point out that only quarterbacks can ever win because they're the only ones that... This is, this is where we kind of get lost in the conversation and we get lost in the sauce a little bit. But if it was a sheer Lamar Jackson versus Brock Purdy argument, the fact that there is such a strong argument for Christian McCaffrey, to me, will go a long way into saying, hey, I think we know who the actual MVP is. Break it down further, he lost his top pass catcher. He's down two running backs. The whole deal. All of it. Rotating O-line. And we saw, you know, that when Brock Purdy went through some of those things, he wasn't the same guy. Three in a row, I believe. Now, they would also point out that the, the, the opinion out there is that there, you know, he was still also dealing with concussion and they let him play anyway. That might be a deeper issue. <laughs> yeah, that's a far more dark conversation. Um, and I can't get into that because I don't factually know. But I do factually know that, like, when he didn't have those, when he lost his guys, he wasn't the same. When Lamar lost his guys, he was arguably Lamar better. Jackson, yeah. So, if it's just between those two guys, I, I've always said I'd like to encourage there to be consideration for other players and other positions, and I still think that Miles Garrett should be in this conversation because it's kind of badass that the Browns well, 
If, if are, Brown gets it, it's going to be Joe Flacco, obviously. No. Yeah. So I love Joe. Don't get me wrong, and I understand the shtick. But like, I also think that the argument for Josh Allen is stronger than people want to make it out to be. But I get it. Like, They're not going to finish with the best record. They might not even make the playoffs. But it's the, he's doing everything. <laughs> everything. This past week was the first time we've ever seen them like commit to a ground game that wasn't just Josh Allen. Maybe they learned something from that. I, you know, I still think there's a good argument for Tyreek Hill, although if he continues to miss time, that probably goes away. Um, it does feel like it's come down to Brock Purdy and Lamar Jackson at the moment. What are they? What do? What does Superbook tell us about the? Uh, I guess we should the old book. Superbook.com. Download the Superbook app. Use the code Glenn Clark twenty three. When you sign up, you'll receive up to two hundred fifty dollars in a same day first bet match, win or lose. Uh, it's overwhelming from Superbook. Hmm. Minus 215 for Brock Purdy at the moment. Wow. Plus 500 for Lamar Jackson. Overwhelming movement on MVP odds. Now, if the Ravens were to go to San Francisco and win, what does this look like come next Wednesday? Completely flipped. <laughs> Probably. I mean, completely flipped? I would think, right? Yeah. Maybe not minus 215 for Lamar. Maybe more like minus 100 or 110 for Lamar and plus 250 for Brock Purdy. But it's about as loud of a, hey, this game is probably going to determine who wins the MVP as you could possibly get. By the way, the third option is Christian McCaffrey, who's at plus 800, which to me, as I keep saying, would say... That the first guy can't be the MVP if Christian McCaffrey is the third option. But that's my opinion. That's just a whole it's a whole if this was a match race between Lamar and Brock Purdy, then but it feels like this is what's at stake on Monday. What's at stake on Monday night is who's gonna be the MVP. Other things that are at stake for the Ravens, like if the Dolphins were to lose to the Cowboys, then they could essentially lock up the one seed by winning. Not actually, but essentially lock up the one seed by winning. So the big, I mean, I, I, I hate keep coming back to that because I, I still keep coming back to it, but the game doesn't mean all that much, right? It could mean MVP. It could come down to that. All right. You all right? Me, yeah. seemed like you wanted to say something. Uh, right? No, nah, I didn't have anything. I did have Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios. I guess uh, we can try to get to them. Peter Moore is going to, we're going to Would cha- You Rather Thursday maybe? N- no. Make them holiday? There's thing? zero chance that I'm going to be None. Coherent. <laughs> not even. I, I, I'm hoping now that we're not doing the breathalyzer part of it that like I don't have to get bombed the way that I've gotten bombed in the past. <laughs> the breathalyzer. We're I, putting pressure on you. Well, it's like you want to show people, yeah. like you want to do the show. I would prefer to not get like the part where I wake up and I'm still. Last year, I woke up at six o'clock and I had to have my wife come get me. You know, I still couldn't like function. I would not like to go through that tomorrow. I would prefer a nice nappy poo sounds nice. <laughs> but like quick nap and then on with my day is what I would like. I would like that. I had a friend come pick me up one year after the drinking show. And um, literally I just ended up passing out like on his daughter's bed. <laughs> like, wow. We were, like, the, idea, <laughs> the idea was you can come back here. Maybe we'll just hang out and play some video games or something like that. Nope. <laughs> Never happened. I don't mind a nappy poo. Big no, fan. Me too. Big fan. Yeah, but I just don't need it to go all day. I could could use like a nice power nap 
and then continue on with the day from there. That would be the ideal scenario. But we'll see how it plays out. All right. Uh, we'll try to get to Would You Rather Wednesday. Peter Moore is going to join us. Uh, Calvert Hall alum, Virginia Tech. That's all on the way as we continue along here on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Ravens fans, looking for the perfect new game day brew? Get a Guilford, Baltimore's finest craft beer, during the next home game at the bank. That's not all. Gather your flock next home game and check out Guilford Hall Brewery's brand new bar, The Gilly Nest, located near Section 505. No tickets? No problem. Enjoy all Ravens games all season long at our restaurant and brewery in Station North. Guilford Hall Brewery, European tradition, Baltimore charm. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouthwatering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at baltimore.org slash hotels. Why bet with the big boys this football season? Instead, try your hand with the local book, Superbook Sports, this fall. Superbook Sports is the book next door. Just a dedicated team of the best odds makers in Las Vegas, making sure you get the best prices and parlays anywhere. And now, Superbook will give you a bonus of up to $250 when you sign up and wager on the same day and use the promo code GlennClark23, G-L-E-N-N-C-L-A-R-K-2-3. So bet with the best. And use the promo code GlennClark23 this football season with Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com for terms and conditions. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Brace yourselves for an unparalleled game day experience at the new Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson. Experience the thrill of live, in-person betting with Baltimore's only state-of-the-art Vegas viewing TV experience. Choose between a person-to-person experience with their on-site tellers or the convenience of their self-bet kiosks to place your bets. Gather your betting buddies and head over to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks today. Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, Great food and live in-person betting. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Go to mdgamblinghelp.org. What company has the expertise to make your home healthier by purifying your air and killing all viruses, allergens, and bacteria? A.J. Michaels. Heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis. AJMichaels.com. 
Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Make sure you're tuned in every Tuesday for Pressbox Fantasy Football Analyst Joe Serpico to get you ready for your waiver wire Wednesday, brought to you by Live Casino and Hotel. And if you have other fantasies you want fulfilled, subscribe to Glenn and Jeremy Kahn's OnlyFans page at... Wait, are people supposed to know about that? Hey, speaking of Live Casino and Hotel, Griffin, you want to let us know what's going on over there? And, and we're running out of time for you to take advantage of this. We are. We are. Over at the Live Casino uh, and Hotel Maryland... The FanDuel Sportsbook, the second chance to win drawing is going on if luck wasn't on your side at a recent bet. Uh, we'll get ready to turn those losses into winning opportunities with the second chance to win promotion between now and, as Glenn said, running out of time. January 4th, 2024 is the last time to get in on this. All live casino and Hotel Maryland Rewards members will be able to enter their losing bet slips into the second chance to win drum. And then two nights a week, 20 different winners will be chosen with prizes ranging from live casino and Hotel Maryland apparel, sports and social, ultimate happy hour, plus cash and free play worth up to $500. Drawings will be held every Thursday and Monday over at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Adirondo Mills must be 21. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLING. All right, as we continue along on Would You Rather Wednesday, I do have the Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios. You want to you wanna just do this quickly, and then we'll chat with Peter Moore? Uh, we can take our time, yeah. What do you mean we can take our time? Well, I don't want to do it quickly. I want to give thought-out answers here. Nah, these are not that deep. I don't think it requires that much. Rock um, Moore. Not doing We're just going to do an exhibition because I'm so far behind on this. We're just going to do an exhibition version. I'll put them up uh, on Facebook and Twitter at some point and uh, give you the opportunity to respond, but uh, we're not going to pull a winner this week just – a lot going on, and, and I, I don't want to be unfair to anybody because I'm getting them up late. So just doing an exhibition version of Would You Rather Wednesday. Uh, number one, Santa Claus brings you a promise that both Ronnie Stanley and Morgan Moses will stay healthy the rest of the year and play at a B-plus level. Or B-plus. John Colson. Is he just, mad at us? Wh- or? I, I don't know. He just, he, I, and I think it was because he was trying to see if like I was festive again. I was festive. I'm a little festive today, too. Yeah, you're a little festive today. What is the, who is, oh, St. Nicholas Cage. I yeah, see what Saint you Nick. did there. St. Nick. Nick. I like that. That's a solid, <laughs> I, ah, I enjoyed that a great deal. <laughs> you stopped, come here, come here. You stopped at the door and looked in. I want to see what you were wearing today. What's wrong with that? Come here, come here. What are you wearing today? So, so Just a random, uh, like this a, is. Was that, oh, it was a cat. I thought it was a wolf. Yeah. Like, you know. You're bizarre. in the holiday spirit. Yes. I appreciate I've been that. in the holiday so spirit. So I look this in week. to check out and see what you're wearing. I think it's exciting. I just think that your oh. reactions have been odd. That's all. It's been very odd the way that you've reacted. I just to looked at a the, Christmas shirt the, with Nick Cage on it. Wouldn't you have an odd, a bit of an no, odd No, I think reaction? it's wonderful. I do too. Yeah. That doesn't make it's it not, not odd. odd. It's not odd in any way. Why it's can't odd and wonderful be part of the same thing? It's odd. I tell you what would be odd. It would be odd if he came in today wearing a Thanksgiving shirt. That would be odd. No, this I think Nicholas Cage no. being a bastion of holiday cheer is odd. A bastion of cheer at all times, I would say. I don't. I don't think it just has to be Snakes the holidays. On planes? Wasn't that him? No, that wasn't Nick no, Cage. No, that wasn't Nick Cage. Samuel L. Jackson. What are you? <laughs> I, just yeah, making right. things up now. You're right. I just, thought he it did Con Air, that. which was an airplane. That, movie. that was the one. Con that Air was, was Con wonderful. Air. Con Air. It was Michael Bay too. Wasn't it wasn't a joy movie though. I mean, I've I have very joyful feelings about Con Air. Okay. Marasha. Okay. I love Con Air. Con Air was great. Moonstruck. Moonstruck. And joy. Uh, I have some. I have some uh, off the beaten path. Uh, Face off to me was a that was a good phenomenal movie. motion picture. Raising I, Arizona. Raising Arizona. I loved a, Raising classic. Arizona. All right. 
All right, we good? He's been in too many movies. Yeah, we, we're okay. <laughs> do we have, does anybody, are, are we do? What, what do I need to do tomorrow? What's the story? Like, Apparently is it, you're getting drunk. Well, I'm going to, since we don't, we're not doing the breathalyzers this year, I'm hoping that uh, I maybe. Still working on that. Oh, it's not, we're not out? No, the ball, yes. Amanda <laughs> Krotke. Oh, uh, is is, oh, is she hard still at, with the bottom line? Is hard is at work. Yes, is hard at work. Seeing if we can figure that out. <sighs> What's wrong with that? I was just talking about how I kind of like the fact that maybe I could take it easy tomorrow. Well, you can without the breath. You don't have to go too crazy. I do when you have the breath. Well, you just want make Jeremy do it. I Jeremy, I think, has to go to work afterwards. Well, you know, Jeremy's he's not got, really changing anything. You know, he's got like <laughs> six jobs anymore. You know, he's not like, like roofing anymore. No, but he's got to go over to the turtle. Like he works there now too. Uh, not then he's sh- no, no. He can January talk about it now. 1st. No, he can talk about it now. Oh, yeah. Deal signed with the uh, yeah. He announced it like last week. Really? No, yeah. I thought it started January first. He announced it last week. And talked about it on this program on Monday. I'll have to start listening. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I listen a lot. You should. It's, you should listen. <laughs> Come on. Now. Every, like, I would say one-tenth of what we do is really good. Like, one-tenth. I'm going to go with a third. Oh, Ooh. I think you're giving us way too much credit no, I'm there. I'm a huge Glenn Clark Radio fan. of what we do I really is pretty am. good. So, you're Let's saying. Let's just say the guests are awesome. The, we, every now and then we have some yeah. decent guests. <laughs> every now and then. I enjoyed talking with Angel Reese yesterday. Yes. I thought that was really I, cool. You know, I, I had to text. Text your producer as he was producing a um, he was oh, producing yeah, yeah. A, a show doing over the fan show on Friday night and and he was he was doing the same thing that um, uh, apparently that Vinny I, yeah, does was he was quick. calling him he was calling the Ravens player Falele. I was talking quick. I didn't realize I did that, so I'm glad Falele. you called me out on it. And this. I literally texted did, did you him. You know how it's pronounced? Yeah, yeah, Falele. Yeah, Falele. Falele. Yeah. So, so I. I texted him the um, the phonetic pronunciation of of, uh, of the player's name, and he thanked me. You thanked yeah, yes, me. I'll yes. give you that. Sorry, I just had to bring no, that it's up okay. for Glenn's it's, pleasure. It's okay. And you know he doesn't and do a like lot of that here. He no, there's some like there are some elements of Griffin that are Kyle esque, right? Like the it's def- an age thing. It's a deflection thing. Yeah. But Kyle's closer to my age than he is to Griffin's Kyle's an age, early millennial. Yeah, He's Gen that's Z. true. Um, but there's some similarities. The deflection, the sleight of hand, the nobody is willing to answer a question. The lack anymore. of commitment. My favorite yeah. being, my very favorite being, saying, saying, "Hey, Kyle or whomever, yeah. can you do this next mm-hmm. Saturday yeah, for the company?" I should, I should be able to. I think I might be able to. Yeah. Well, that doesn't. And I'm like, really, well, can you help me right, out we, there? I think we, need, we need an answer. Is the thing we don't need. I should you, be able. You can to. say I have to check into it. and I'll get back to you tomorrow. 100%. That's fine. So something I like but, saying. Yeah, I think I might be able to do like that today. Definitely, I, probably. I said probably definitely. I said Howard thinks because we're trying to do some. Pro, we're trying to prepare some shtick for tomorrow. Yeah, probably definitely. And I was like, so, and he's like, well, I, I think we're gonna have. A, I'm like, what does that mean? I think we're gonna have. I'll what let you know that tomorrow. Mean? That's not. That doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> I need well, to prepare. I'm working on getting so and so. I'll let you know. Like as soon for example, as I, have I know Dennis Shackett is coming in to play music for us tomorrow. I don't know when exactly. I got to. We got to work that out. Should we call um your boy? We, yeah, we b- talked about doing that too. I don't, no, you I don't, don't want know. him in. I, okay. I mean, if he, I'm not saying no. I love David. I yeah, love yeah. all of it. But like, I kind of want to do something a little bit different. Okay. I, That's it's not really our tradition. We just had him in last year because he was promoting his book. Yeah, like yeah. I. I've just seen him around on all the shows. Oh, it's every thing, yeah. every year around this time yeah. he goes and, and does, and I have no issue with that. I, know. I don't. I know. I, it's not. I if somebody asked me, "Hey, David, the boy would like to come in," That's would you have him in? Goose. Like then, yes, I would of course have him sure. in if he asked to come in. But there you go. 
I for me, I like mixing it up a little bit and doing some different things. We had Rob Fahey in one year. Mm-hmm. I think Dennis is going to come in tomorrow. And Good. I, I know Dennis is coming in tomorrow. I just don't know what time Dennis it's is coming in, but we'll have some tunes there. And It's going to be fun. Jeremy, Jeremy. and I are going to do our uh, drunk. Tim Barbalace is coming mm-hmm. in tomorrow. Oh, cool. Drew just said he's going to stop by tomorrow. I don't know when, but, um, you know, for better or for worse, we can kick him back out. Yeah. Um, yeah. You said there's going to, we'll have some food tomorrow. We'll have we will a, get some food tomorrow. We'll have a day. We'll have yeah. a, a lovely I think it'll little be fun. day. And you're still, you're saying the breathalyzer still might happen. Might happen. My phone's buzzing right now. It could oh be. Oh, boy. Oh it could boy. be Amanda. Would you like oh me to check yeah, now? Check, over? Check. So I'm. Con- I mean, I'm confident that Proctor will have a quiz. It's just you know I haven't worked with Proctor enough to know like you know That's how you. Yeah, do we? Have, is Carson coming in? Carson, I don't think he will be able to. What does that mean? Well, we, I, do you want me to throw all his business out there right now? Yeah, just kind of. Okay. Well, he's, well, he's not. Yeah, he's not no, he's he's not getting home until tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Make a difference. Get home. Sorry, it wasn't Amanda. Oh no. All right. We don't have a live update there. Well, we're gonna. Have, we're starting at ten thirty tomorrow. By the way, ten thirty is when we're starting okay. tomorrow. I told you that. Are we allowed to okay. talk about other radio shows and stuff? What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Depends. Are we trashing them? <laughs> yeah. Which one? I was listening. I, I was Uh-oh. listening to La Confora last <laughs> night. Oh, is this what we're doing? You know, I do. Both of us work there. No, no, I'm not. Don't. Don't. I'm all, all I'm saying is I'm shocked at how negative. I'm not as. It's not a bad guy. That's not what I'm saying. Okay. I'm just shocked at how negative. I, many people are about the Ravens. I, this is where, and I mean this, right? Because I hear this all the time from people. And I hear this from a bunch and, of places, and not I, just Lock and Four. And I hate, I, listen to that show regularly. I hate saying this. I don't listen. Yeah. So I don't know That's enough fair. to know. The way, yeah. like, it's also a very weird bit to me. Oh, man, I, I shouldn't go down this road. <laughs> I'll never understand people that complain about the thing that they listen to. Just don't listen to it. <laughs> and, and I mean <laughs> that, right? Like, if you don't like what we're doing, that's cool. That's cool. I know that I'm not supposed to say that, but it is. If you don't like what we're doing, I'm too old to completely There's change a how I do things. difference between not liking elements and not liking something globally. Like, I used to love Letterman, but it, I didn't like everything he did. Yeah. And if I didn't like something, I didn't stop I, watching the measure, Letterman. The measurement to me was like, I liked about 79% of what Letterman did. Yeah, so, I, I, I so gotcha. I'm good. Yeah. The way yeah. people talk about certain things, like, that they, they're clearly taking oh in the God, content. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm not... That's and not where I'm going. Like they act like they like ten percent of it. I just come back to saying, why? What there are like there are other things you can do. There's other kinds of So let me available. rephrase. My real question was yeah. there's there seems to be an inordinate amount of negativity about the Ravens that I can't wrap my arms around across many press against many outlets. <sighs> and and I'm not saying that there shouldn't be criticism. I'm not saying Issues shouldn't be pointed so, out, but okay. the level of it seems disproportionate to the level of success to me. So I, I, I would say this is one of the most difficult. And it's going to happen next year, by the way, when the Orioles aren't looking like they're going to win 100 games. We go, ah! <laughs> I, I would say the one of the most awful things about media is that people see the sh- the shtick that like Fox and ESPN do, right. and they think they're supposed to I think be that's like a good that. Point. And so. One thing that's is, no point. matter what your opinion is, you can't evolve. You can't change. Correct. You have to be. I have a. I have a take, and that's the take that I have. And no matter what happens, like I, the way that they operate there is like you're paid to be an actor. You are paid, and I hate it. It's why you'll never get me to watch any of that. I will never watch those shows ever. Because none of it is real. It is all carnival barking. I agree with that. And because they see it at the highest level, it has seeped in to, 
That is, it is not necessary for any local radio host to act like that. It, it should be detrimental. The sad part is it's not, right? It should be detrimental to what right. we do. We should be able to just genuinely have conversation. And guess what? We're wrong constantly. Constantly wrong. Our takes are always wrong. Ken Zalis is wrong about wanting John Harbaugh fired. Agreed. But he can't break away from it because he made himself that guy. Yes. Right? Like, and he believes that once you have a take, it has to be your take. Well, he he thinks he'll look like an idiot because you know. Yeah, right. I've been I, wrong the I, last. I, I, what, I was, seventeen. I've yeah. been lo- wrong the last eleven of the seventeen Correct. years. Like, <laughs> and I love Ken, and Ken knows I that I too. love him. It's insanity to keep talking about how the coach should be fired of a team that's ten and three. Yeah, and I get it. As I've said a billion times, I wish he didn't screw up challenges. I wish that. Three. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> I forget the, the whole thing. I forget that there's seventeen games in the yeah, season I do anymore. Too. 11 and 3. Like it's a it's bat s that you would talk about firing the coach. It's it's so detached from reality that you might as well say we should blow up the moon. It's it's that's how yeah. unrealistic what you're talking about is. It's it's a lo- it, it's like if you're against for some reason against Lamar because he doesn't have Joe Flacco's arm. Something meaning, whatever meaning, absurd yeah, yeah whatever yeah. absurd thing. It's Even though he does twenty other things a thousand times but, better. But I love Ken. Everybody knows I love Ken. Yeah. I, I want to say to him, dude, it's okay to say, hey, look, I'm frustrated about him getting the challenges wrong, but obviously he's doing a hell of a job with this. It's okay Agreed. to say that. You can have that. Our discourse does not just need to be goat and trash. It does not just need to be somebody is the greatest of all time or somebody is the worst of all time. There can be plenty of room in between those things. Lots of it. And you think that's the base reason for why these I people I think act the that base way. reason for why we talk. Once, once I've decided point. that this isn't a good GM, that the, I, I think Eric DaCosta had some missteps, right? But overall, now I look around and see Kyle Hamilton and Justin Matabike and all of a sudden, I say, "Holy!" Well, F, my this favorite guy was is... everybody getting on Kyle Hamilton last year about you see he wasn't right, much of a right. draft. Tra- yeah. It's like the kid played five games, hundred percent, and, and now he's superstar of superstars. Yeah. It's we are unwilling to evolve or to change our opinion. Everybody knows my opinion when they drafted Lamar Jackson is they had no business drafting another quarterback. Everyone knows famously that was my opinion, which was immediately followed by. But if you're going to draft a quarterback, you play him and you move on. You don't you don't pussyfoot around with like. We think we need a quarterback, but not to play. Like, if you needed, a, if you wanted to keep playing your quarterback, you needed to give your quarterback more help, yeah. which you never bothered to do. I can have those opinions, but at some point, obviously, I can recognize and say, as clunky as maybe the thought process was, clearly they knew what they were doing with Lamar Jackson. Well, the litmus test is always if Harbaugh or Eric DaCosta were let go tomorrow, how many teams would take I mean, 10 seconds be, to hire the, them? And that's, but that's is, the real but litmus th- That always is an awkward thing because like, you could say the same thing about Mike Tomlin, which doesn't mean that the Pittsburgh Steelers might not need to move on from Mike Tomlin. They might say, like, it's just at this point Understood. not working here any longer, right? But to say it about a team that's 11-3 yeah, and three and try to hide, but, well, they've only won two playoff games, like, which is just presented without context. It's yes. presented without the quarterback was hurt for the last two years, and they, they may or may not have won playoff games. It's presented breathlessly as if no one is supposed to be able to go in and have a conversation about it and actually talk about it. I can just win this argument by pointing out this one statistic. That's just not how life works. And again, I get it. We've got the audience we have because I won't have those well, conversations. I hit a button here. 
It's the whole thing, man. You know, there's a lot of if I would just kids. scream and say goat and trash, then maybe we'd have a greater audience. I don't know, but I refuse to bring myself to that level of discourse. I refuse to. Good, keep refusing. I agree. Anything else? No. That's why we do. Why did you wear festive? Why did you get in the festive tomorrow. spirit tomorrow? I will tomorrow. All right, yeah. I look forward to that. Yeah. Thank okay. you, John. Bye. Appreciate it. That's why we do serious things like would, would you rather, rather Wednesday? Wednesday. Very yes. serious topic. Completely make believe. All right, uh, uh, you get Morgan Moses and Ronnie Stanley playing at a B-plus level the rest of the year in Healthy or Christmas Miracle. Mark Ooh. Andrews is back starting on Monday night. Whoa. Mm-hmm. So we're just kind of rolling the dice with how yep, whatever the tackles Stanley end up looking like and Moses have been yep. doing. Mm-hmm. A rotation of Fa'alele. And, mm-hmm. uh, am I doing it right? Fa'alele, yes. Fa'alele. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you, uh, th- as long as you make it clear, there's an extra syllable there. Right. Okay. You're good. You, uh, we learned, I learned, Griffin has a syllable problem. <laughs> We're working on some song lyrics this <laughs> week, and and Griffin added like two extra syllables. Well, I mean, same number quick, of words. Can work. No, what? that's not how it works. And you can make anything work. Syllables. We had a conversation the other day. Um, oh, man, I think. Uh, I think it would be pretty good to have uh, Mark Andrews back. So, you know, I mean, like they've been getting by with you know the with the way that you know Stanley and 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 uh, and Moses have been playing and McCarry coming in and F- F- Lele coming in. Um, so yeah, I'd I mean this team is they can survive without Mark Andrews, but they are certainly far far and away better when Mark Andrews is on the field. So uh, so I'll take that. I'll take Mark Andrews. I am. I this one is very difficult yeah. for me, and I think that I've decided. And the it's like that you're saying they're going to be a B plus, which is right, good. It's, but well, it's I not, mean, in comparison to what you've been seeing, when Mark Andrews comes back, you know you're getting a plus I, Mark I, Andrews. I get that, right? Assumably, you know. But if if Lamar Jackson's running for his life, I don't know. Yes, did you leave something in here? Okay. If Mark, if Ron, Lamar Jackson's running for his life, uh, and Isaiah Likely's played really well, right? Like that's the, I don't, I don't think that the offense has taken the step backwards that I expected it to take, without Mark Andrews on the field. This is a tough one. I think I default to the tackles here. I think I default to the tackles on this one. Uh, number two. Did you see the Chip Kelly rant the other oh, day? Oh yeah. We never really talked about it because it's just sort of a hypothetical, and that's why yeah. it fits for Would You Rather Wednesday and not really for conversation. Would you rather Seems college football kind of listens to Chip Kelly, abandons conferences altogether? You play a schedule. You take those top conferences. You take all those teams. Was he saying doing like an east-west kind of thing? You, you play a schedule yeah. where you play like the bulk of your games are regional games, and then a few games like let's say there's a 12-game schedule. You would play eight games that are regional games. And four games from outside of your region, and or when one of those be in that group of five, he said one of those. Would yeah, be it would be a non. And I, I we got we got to map all of this out, whatever, right? Yeah. Like we got to map. Well, there's no leagues in his yeah, scenario. Yeah, right. The leagues are all gone. So let's say you're Maryland. You maybe play Rutgers. That because we got to keep that rivalry. Yeah. I, and by the way, I did in this scenario suggest that you would keep a rivalry game. Because like I I do feel like it's the Trump like if do, will we play West Virginia again like, I, I don't know I don't know I don't know who it would be it might be Rutgers <laughs> but like in in his scenario maybe you play Rutgers and Syracuse and Pitt and you know uh, Virginia Tech and West Virginia like you you'd play regional games one game earmarked and it might not be that tight of a region right it might be that it's like Kentucky, yeah, Kentucky, South Carolina, Alabama would be East, I guess. Right, like that. That you have, you mix up your opponents every year, right? Like there's 
within within whatever your designated region is, you play seven of those teams every year. You play one James Madison. James Madison's really good. Um, one Delaware, now that they're going to jump up yeah. to the next level. One Appalachian State, something like that. And then four games against teams from, like, west of the Mississippi. So whoever that would be. And that's what your schedule looks Colorado. like. Colorado. So would you rather take on Chip Kelly's idea or – as clunky as it is, like winning a conference title still matters. Let's keep the conferences. I mean, it's hard to say because you know I don't know what it like what it's like to win a football conference title. I know? do. It happened in two thousand one. Okay, yeah, I guess I was around. Yeah, I was, I was a year old. Yeah. So. Um, I I want I would want to do Chip Kelly's thing. Like that seems like it. It seems like in theory it should work. It seems like it would kind of you know, probably like it seems like it should piss off less people. Um, you know, when when you're not leaving, you know, an undefeated conference champion out of it, um, which hope, which I guess shouldn't happen anymore now with a 12 team playoff. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I, I think it would also be better for those that the, those group of five teams. Like now, you can have a you know a group of five national champion. I guess like so so you know the Sun Belt champion has a chance to like win a play like win a playoff mm-hmm. like series. However, they, however maybe they'll do the top four. Now I guess that would probably create a lot of problems too if they did a like a top four. Uh, playoffs in the in the group of uh in the group of yeah it group wouldn't of work yeah um but uh but yeah I would I would I would want uh someone smarter than us to go figure out how to make Chip Kelly's thing work uh, rather than sticking with sticking 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 with uh the, this committee approach um that that we have right now I, I like I like the idea in theory I do struggle with I, and I mean this winning a conference championship is really a big deal. And it keeps more teams engaged and invested down the stretch of the season because, like, even if you're an Iowa fan and yeah. you know you're not going to the net, you know, like, you still have this, like, thought that maybe, maybe we could spring the upset. Maybe we could go beat – like, it keeps teams invested even that can't win a national championship. So the idea of getting rid of conference championships, it's – that's tough for me maybe if we because the funny thing being i like the theory of what chip kelly is saying there's elements of it that i really like it's just getting rid of the conference part that's i almost would say it feels like like create a new conference every year like every year say this is conference a conference b conference c conference d i just get that like winning conference a does not feel the same way that winning the big 10 would feel so like i don't know how you make it work i'm i'm really caught on this because of it because like in theory i think his thought process is sensical i think college football would do well to like the thing where you stop having the conferences negotiate separate tv deals just like go in all together and get a tv deal that makes a lot of sense like yeah. what are, what are we doing like that's why the pac-12 died and they need to they need to recognize that football is different football is a different yes. thing like I, the all pac-12 of, all of those things, all of still those exists. things make sense to me yeah. but getting rid of the conference championships is a tough part of it for me because i do think that like those scenarios make games more relevant, and when you know you have teams playing, like Ohio State, Michigan is always relevant because it's Ohio State, Michigan. But this year, it we know why it was even more because like one of those teams was going to out exactly yeah. right, right? I'm I don't think I can get rid of conference championships. I, can, I don't think I can. I think I'm going to have to keep those, and that's I, I could be talked out of it. And maybe it's just you haven't experienced it. So like once yeah. you experienced it, you wouldn't you would not miss it. But I can't do it. And number three, you're gonna learn during the course of the Tyus Bowser show something very disturbing about Tyus Bowser. Uh oh. This is not as bad as not as bad as Pat Ricard, no. but I said okay. it's close. 
Tyus, thinking it was a normal thing and that like everybody would react normally to it, informed us that when he eats spaghetti, he squeezes ranch on top of it. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm like I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how to justify this. So like, he's got a like maybe spaghetti noodles, like red sauce. People will put Parmesan cheese, ranch on pizza. You know, just takes the ranch and squeezes the ranch on top like of all maple of that. syrup on. He's like, it's a southern thing. I'm like, Tyus, I, <laughs> my grandparents lived in Georgia. He went to he went to Houston. They spent where, a lot of from? time. Where is he from? He's from Houston. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um. Okay. Wait. So, what's the question? Would you rather, for the rest of your life, no, anytime you eat pasta, nah. stop. Would you rather anytime you eat pasta. You have to squeeze ranch on top of it. Whatever it is. Probably not. So whatever, or you may never eat pasta again. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, man. But I could, like, uh, like I could still eat, like, chicken parmesan without noodles or something, right? Like, um, I can just eat the chicken parm. I guess, but it feels like cheating, so I think I'm going to say no. Oh, my god. Yeah, I think I'm going to say no. Are you kidding me? You can't take a dish that would normally but, involve pasta and try to get rid of the pasta. So now when I it. eat chicken parm, yeah. I have to put a ranch on it? or Yes. I'm going to say anything pasta adjacent. So essentially, I have no so like, chicken yeah, parm So chicken piccata, like something like that. Like uh, You can't just take get rid of Shrimp the noodles. Scabby, yeah. yeah, anything that would... Shrimp scabby now is ranch on right. it. Right, <laughs> yes, all of it. Uh-huh. But I could like still eat shrimp by itself. You could just still eat shrimp. Because shrimp is yes. a dish shrimp by itself. Yeah, it's just fine. But like you know, oh man, the, um, what is mac and cheese? That's pasta. Yes. What are you trying to make mac and cheese not be pasta? <laughs> well, no, it's Macaroni like side. Stop. Um. Okay, so I got to put ranch on my mac and cheese, yes. or never eat mac and cheese, or again. never have mac and cheese again. Jeez. Yeah. Dark. Um, I don't know. Can I give up Mark Andrews and the offensive line? <laughs> yeah, right, and no. Just say no, it now? no. Answer the question. God, I don't think there's an answer. They, answer the question I, I for the love of God. We got to get to Peter Moore. I, I don't. I can't. This is answer the question. <sighs> um, I, 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 I mean, ranch is just gonna ruin all pasta. Oh my I, God, Griffin, just pick one. It's not this deep. I, it is. It's I a dumb it game. I guess For I God's guess sakes. I w- I don't know if I could really pass off ever eating a pasta dish again. Yep, you're Mr. Ranch now moving forward. I don't eat pasta, so I'm fine. Might have to try. This it. would be the best news ever because <laughs> Mrs. Clark loves to make can pasta. Can I like can I try ranch on pasta first to make sure like it isn't a thing? Like make sure it's not a thing. Rita suggested <laughs> that like we should try it, and I said, I, "What are we gonna just piss off God? <laughs> like you you want to do that? You want to mess with God that way? Really?" I think I'm gonna go ahead and pass. Sounds like there's almost there, sounds like there's almost certainly nothing there, but like just oh. in case, I don't want to accidentally was, give up pasta. I mean, he was almost incredulous life. that we we're gonna hear that in a minute. Maybe we should just do things out of order and, and hear that now. Keep making Peter and, Moore wait, and yeah. then make Peter Moore. What? We, we pre-recorded with Peter Moore. <laughs> we're fine. You want to do it in that order? Without trying, sure. Without trying uh, the pasta ranch yet, I think I guess I'll just pass on. I'll right. have no more pasta in my right. life, unfortunately. Let's, let's listen in on uh, segment number two of the Tyus oh, Bowser wow. Show. Tyus Bowser Show, of course, is brought to you by AJ Michael Superbook Sports and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. We'll be back uh, on the January second. We return to Mother's North Grill in Timonium for the final Tyus Bowser Show of the regular season. Find out more at pressboxonline.com slash Bowser. It's a partnership of Pressbox and Grade 8's memorabilia. Uh, one more show to wrap up the regular season 
on uh, Tuesday, January 2nd. But uh, because, again, we're not going to be here on Friday, so we've got to move things up a little bit, we take a listen to segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show right here on GCR. Welcome back in for segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show. Press box and 105.7 The Fan, Glenn and Rita, Tyus and Josh Ross. We are live at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill out here on Hartford Road, 5506 Hartford Road. HamiltonSportsBar.com. Rita is a regular. Rita is here, I'd say, basically every week. Shout out to my lady bartenders. They know all of the, they know my food. I come in here, they say, but girl, she know my stuff. She be like, you coming to get the regular? I be like, yep, I'm coming to get the regular. I saw it, and what is the regular? I get the salmon. What I get? Boom. Salmon, rice, and broccoli. That's my joint. That's, That's what I just what? ordered. It's my favorite. It's my favorite dish here. Hey, let me know next time you come. For I, I come here literally one. I'm once a week. I come. She, I'm not joking. I let come me, here once a know, week. Okay, know. absolutely. This is the spot. Ugly sweater contest uh, this week. It is actually Thursday night at seven o'clock. Karaoke Wednesday. Preps. It's Wednesday. Sorry, today is Tuesday, isn't it? That's every Wednesday. Not every Wednesday. This Wednesday. At 7 o'clock. Karaoke and Crabs every Monday with DJ Chanel B at 7 o'clock. Poker and Spades every Tuesday at 7 o'clock here at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill. We we nearly, I thought we might have gotten to a small tiff during the break. Because you ordered Honey Old Bay Wings, but you went ranch instead of blue cheese. Both of them did. Josh, too. I'm a, oh, did, I'm a ranch guy. Okay, so Tyus, you just prefer ranch. You're not anti-blue cheese. Oh, not at all. Like I like blue. I like blue cheese because the correct answer is not the correct it's answer. It's the correct answer. There not is, the correct this answer. Is, this is a, a cultured conversation. This is not. And we just the might correct. be realizing that you're not ready for this cultured adult conversation. That's your opinion. So you you are entitled to your own opinion. We do the live in America. Answer. That's your opinion. Sometimes we do. Uh, <laughs> Josh, are you like afraid of blue cheese? To be honest, it's just like, what is blue cheese doing for me? Like, what is it doing, what for, is it doing for me? It's giving you texture. It's giving you life, my friend. What the texture mean, is, is actually what I don't like, but the flavoring is what I prefer. It's like chunky. Right? I, yes, but it's, it's cheese. You like cheese, right? I'm not like cheese. I just feel like ranch with wings is just a better combo that's me though blue cheese though i i used to be you i was that person i was like she saw the ranch only and then one time they gave me blue cheese by mistake and i was like wow this is the best ranch i ever had and the lady was like oh no that was blue cheese and i was like so y'all been telling me i'm late to the party oh yeah i'm yeah Yeah, i mean part, part of me has had that same situation where they didn't have ranches like we got the blue cheese so i'm like okay I'm gonna try it out. I'm like, yo, this and is And you good. realize it's better. And you I didn't say it was better. I didn't say it was better, but I said I liked it. And I'm okay with it. They want to give me ranch and blue cheese with my wings. I eat them. I eat it with both. So I got a question. What's the difference between ranch and blue cheese? Hey, I'm gonna tell you, because I'm glad you asked that. Thank you. Yeah, Rita's prepared to deliver. Thank you. I'm gonna tell you the difference. I'm gonna tell you why I don't like, love it. like, this is why I ranch went to is college. cool, right? I do like ranch it's cool but you know why i don't love ranch because when i found out it's just mayo with spices and i don't really like mayonnaise i was like oh never mind that's where i stand with that i'm gonna be honest i did not know that see yeah yeah now how you feel about yourself i didn't know either but ranch still tastes good 
It ain't going nowhere. Mayonnaise was spicy. I don't love man. I don't love mayonnaise. I like, I like mayonnaise. I, I don't. It, you know, you don't want a, your sandwich to be dry, so you put mayonnaise I feel on like it. She looked right at me when she said mayonnaise because I'm white. I feel like <laughs> it was. She looked at. But the do you white like guy. mayonnaise? I actually do not. So oh. now, how do you feel about yourself? I, I, I was not looking yeah. at you for that reason. However, I feel like that you were okay. Well, I, thank you, Glenn, for telling us that you do not like mayonnaise. <laughs> so, Glenn and I clearly don't like mayonnaise. So that's probably why we favor blue yes, cheese blue over cheese ranch. Is the correct answer. I, I honestly never knew that, but I mean, I put ranch on literally everything. I mean, that's, okay, I don't know if that's a that's, southern. I think I that's a southern. Thing. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I was about to say that's a southern say thing. Literally everything. What do I you mean? mean? Not literally everything, but I mean my spaghetti, my pizza. Spaghetti. Yes, I put spaghetti. Yes. Oh, y'all don't put y'all put ranch in y'all spaghetti. That's wild. Y'all are missing out. That's what you call oh, missing spaghetti? out. Yes. What is? Excuse what is, me. It's just I another security to the table <laughs> immediately. These East Coast people, man. We y'all, need to y'all gotta open up your horizons. I don't know. My ranch was open up your taste buds to something new. You know that see something, say something thing. No. I need to talk to someone you don't, about. You know, I'm my spaghetti. Everything. Spaghetti. Yes. No, wait, wait, wait. I'm still on the spaghetti. I can't move on from this. I'm just, I'm just amazed at all these reactions right now, and I'm like, no, this is normal. So here's the thing. I am open to. I, I, I will eat anything. Okay, I'm one of those people. I will try anything. I'm going to try some spaghetti. And put a little bit of ranch on the side. And it's got all it got. You just got to be light. It ain't even. Do you be, mix it in with the spaghetti? Like, I do. Mix it like I sauce. Prefer, I prefer, with meat no, sauce. no, 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 no. It's just like a little topping. How you would normal spaghetti? You might want to put. So some instead of like top. Parmesan cheese, I put no, ranch. No, I put my cheese on there, and then I add the ranch on the top of it. Okay. So do you add it like whatever bite? Not add with every it, bite or no? Like I'm. A, it's like I put. I put a plate of spaghetti. Put the cheese on there. Okay. And I'll put the ranch on top. And then I just eat it. I'm not I'm not getting the sauce. You are out here in front of God and everyone telling us this. You could I'm interested though. I want to try it. I'm gonna try it. I don't y'all met my mom. She she'll tell you the same thing. Okay. I'm gonna try it. I I'm gonna I'm try it and get back to you. I think it's just a southern thing. I've been obviously with the obviously with the reaction. Oh my gosh, oh, I'm telling you, this might be a worse moment than Pat Ricard. No. It's in the nah, Nothing uh, worse than nothing him not knowing out can. So. He I, said that they were the who uh, let the dogs the dog? out people. That was the worst moment. Way off. It was the worst moment. That's nowhere close. This was nowhere close. One, this was a rough one. I don't know how we move on from here. How do we even discuss other topics? You try it out and then you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it and get back to you. Just how do it just how you said it with your blue cheese and your ranch and all because it's I'm the factually same correct about it. And I'm and I'm feeling the same way about my ranch. Oh. Now how you feel? Oh. Not good. Yeah. Exactly. Good. I am reconsidering our friendship. Considering, hey man, friends come and go. <laughs> That's great. Um, all right, I'm gonna attempt to bring this show back together. Yeah, hey man, let's reel this back in. Let's reel this back in. Uh, we talked about all the good, obviously, down in Jacksonville. The bummer is Keaton Mitchell gets hurt, and uh, Tyus, I, you because I know you were talking to Keaton and you were trying to get him to come out one of these weeks. Yeah. Um, for the rest of us in this city, it's one of the coolest stories that we have ever experienced with the Baltimore Ravens because, like, we know his dad well. 
Like he's part of the fabric of this yeah. and for it to have played out the way that he did, obviously Orlando Brown had a similar situation, but there haven't been a lot of them yeah. over the years beyond just being a good story. Dude's a hell of a football player. Really good football player, excited football player. Yeah. And I mean, we was in team meetings and they were showing a few plays of him. Uh, I think it was one of the, um, uh, one of the screenplays or something like that that he yeah. had on the sideline and hit and hit him. We was like, man, bro, like you could just you could just hear the reactions of like, man, we we missed out. Like we're missing a guy, you know. And it hurts all of us to see that happen. And you know, unfortunately, it's part of the game, mm-hmm. and you just hate it to you know happen to a guy like that who's worked so hard to get himself back because you know he missed part of the season uh, with injury. And I was I was with him during that time, trying to get himself back and just to see the potential and everything that God has in store for this guy, man. It was it was going to be an exciting career to see this guy, you know, excel. And it still is, you know, it's just part of the, you know, process, part of that journey of him just trying to, you know, get his name out there, just trying to, you know, figure himself out, get himself situated. And I know it's all going to work out. So I'm. I'm praying for the guy and, you know, speedy recovery. No doubt, man. Look, guys, he's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, he's just unbelievable, man. What a talent that young man is. Hey, what company has the expertise and technology to make your home substantially more energy efficient, comfortable, and even virus-free? It's A.J. Michaels, heating and air conditioning in Baltimore and Annapolis at ajmichaels.com. Tyus Bowser show, Press Box 105.7 The Fan. Josh Ross is with us as well. We got to get the uh, MVP campaign yeah. moving. We got to get it like, uh, I mean. Well, I, I went on um, Peacock today. I went on Brother from Another. If you guys don't know, Rita's a, a network television star. It's not true. Really? She is. No. Tell us about it. This is the Tyus Bowser show, not and the Rita show. Tyus Bowser is, telling, is asking you. He is the host of the show. <laughs> so I go on Peacock, uh, which you know is owned by NBC, once a week. Um, on a sports show, you know, Michael Smith, everybody yes. knows Michael Smith. Yeah. He's one of the hosts and uh, Michael Holly that's in the New England area. So sometimes Michael Smith is not available. They asked me to come on to host the show. So today was I was on there and obviously the conversation was about the NFL MVP and I made a case for number eight. Thank I you. felt like um, he, you know, I, I think he's getting more talk now, particularly because Dak didn't play that well in the Buffalo game. But ultimately, I said, I personally feel like if the Ravens come out of the air, if they win both games, San Francisco and Miami, I don't I don't think we should have a conversation about anybody else. Yeah. Um, and even if you do lose one of those games, we're not going to speak that into existence, obviously. But it, it depended on how how the game is played and if, it, if it's close or, if, you know, whatever, I still feel like Lamar should be the MVP because most valuable player is about the person that's on the field. And Brock Purdy, while I do think is a he's done great things, is surrounded by elite talent. And I just don't not to say that our guys aren't elite, because I, I I think that they are great players. Nice, but, nice recovery. Yeah. No, because I do. But I'm just making the point that, you know, the guys that yeah. that Brock Purdy has had and when when they've been subtracted from his he's not the same um, dude. He's not the same dude. So I feel like Lamar should win the MVP. But I don't want to be biased here. You know, people are going to say, oh, you're in the Baltimore area. Do you guys feel – I mean, I've got to assume you guys feel like Lamar is definitely – should be up there in terms of candidacy for MVP. 
Definitely. I mean, some of the plays that dude makes on a daily basis with ease, not even thinking, it's just like nobody in the league can do that. And honestly, being around that dude every single day, seeing how he practice, seeing how he plays, seeing how he communicates, seeing how he lead, it's a blessing because he a once-in-a-lifetime type player. Tyus, I feel like Reed is explaining one of the struggles that we have, which is that you can look at other guys and say these guys have better numbers, right? Exactly. But how do you define – when we talk about valuable – like what he means to this team and what he can do that other human beings just cannot do. Is there a greater word that you can come up with invaluable to describe Lamar Jackson? No, I think that's the word. I mean, kind of like just what she said. I mean, you talk about, like I said, Brock Purdy has played great this entire year. And with the guys he have, it makes his job so much more easier. And you look at us. And you see how we use Lamar Jackson. We don't just use him, you know, as far as, you know, facilitating the ball and moving it around, you know, screens and stuff. But we actually have a place for Lamar Jackson to go out there and do what he has to do, you know. And you look at any other quarterback, what other quarterback besides Jalen Hurts are they making a play, a quarterback draw or screen or whatever you want to call it. And – you look at a lot of those situations where this past week trying to get out of stuff like you seen Brock Purdy getting out of that. No, you getting out of you looking at uh Trevor Lawrence getting out of that. No, you looking at a lot of other quarterbacks. Probably the only person maybe is maybe Josh Allen. If any, oh, if him, my homes oh. as well. There's no other person that's doing what Lamar Jackson is doing and going out there and making a play out of it. So, I mean, you kind of – those are the things you have to – you got to think about, you got to put into play. And along with his numbers, not only run the ball but passing the ball. And not only that, you talk about wins and losses. Top in AFC, that counts as well. So, those are things that they got to put out there that they got to look at and be like, man, you look at all the numbers, like you said, all mm-hmm. the numbers. What about player-wise, the type of player and what he's been able to do for his team? to help them get to where he at, to be able to put up those numbers. That's what all I got to say. And to add to the point, too, right, we we know what this team looks like when Lamar is not there. And, of course, yes, they went to the playoffs last year. So we know that they're still capable of moving forward. But it is a completely different dynamic when Lamar is not out there, which to me is what is an MVP. When when that person is off the field, it's a significant loss. shows you – the value of that, of that person. person. Correct. Exactly. Let me let me have some fun with this one. You put both you guys on the spot. We're going to vote for team MVP in a couple of weeks. And I'm just going to guess Lamar is going to win because, you know, he's Lamar. So Lamar is no longer eligible. Who would you vote for as team MVP? Team MVP? Yeah. You uh, want Josh to go first? Yeah. Roquan Smith, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Like, heartbeat, leader. Like I said, the way he carries himself, coming to the building, not only on the field, but, like, rallying the troops off the field, like, I give it to him for sure. Um, I I either give it to him or I give it to Justin Matabike. Mm. Those two guys really been balling out. And also, one I can't forget is uh, Kyle Hamilton. Yo, Kyle, I mean, can't forget about Kyle. Let's talk about both. I was going to do this in segment three. We'll move some things around. Okay. Those two dudes that you just named, the way they have become superstars yep. this season, 
I feel like I, I will start with Matabike because this is 11 straight games with a sack. Yep. At least a half a sack. Half yeah. A sack, yeah. That's bonkers. That's crazy. We were joking about it with him earlier, like the Aaron Donald thing. But like, that's beyond that. Like that is. That's that's a wet dream for all of us. At <laughs> Eleven sacks. Eleven sacks. And you're a stand-up guy in a row. Right. Come on now. This dude and a defensive tackle. At defensive tackle. That's insanity. It is very close to like what Aaron Donald can do. I mean, like seriously, it's a conversation that you put with a guy like that. Yeah, that guy's about to be paying for everybody's dinners here in a minute. Like that guy's about to be a a type of wealthy that I can't even imagine. Oh yeah, man, he's gonna make some big money, but he 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 deserves it. He's earned it. He's a monster. And then Josh, Kai's brought up Kyle Hamilton. Um, The credit that you, you know, a lot was made. We didn't know if he was gonna play this week, right? Like. And then right out the shoot, there he is doing all of it in coverage. TFL. What did I see? He's the only player with uh, double-digit pass breakups and TFLs this season, which is utter insanity. How do you define? Because it's not like sacks. We can go and say, hey, this is somebody said. How do you define how good Kyle Hamilton is? Man, that dude is he's a freak because not only can he be physical, get in the box, and get his hands dirty. But that dude can go to safety. That dude can go from sideline to sideline. He's so long. He's so rangy. He covers so much ground. It's like you can't really like you can't really put a word for it because he can do so many different things on the field all in one. That dude is ridiculous. And he like it's 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 a pleasure to see that dude just blossom into like a superstar um and continue to get better. But He's that dude is ridiculous. They just don't nobody else has one of those dudes. For real. It's crazy, man. Um, so let's do this. Let's do a quick, I want to touch on Christmas, not music. We've done that. We already handled that part. I appreciate it. Y'all missed Ty singing last week. You missed it. That was your chance. You missed like it. that you was missed one. It. It's never going to happen again. It took us three years to get him to do it once. Exactly. What song did you sing? Uh, it was, let it yeah. Snow. Yeah, it was Let It uh, Snow. See, I he was there. Yeah, you know? was, he was there, so you knew. My mom said she wasn't here, so you got to do it again. <laughs> oh, man. Should have been there, man. It was... <laughs> what a time, man. What a time to be alive. So, um, you best gift you've ever given, best gift you've ever received. Best gift I've ever given? Mm-hmm. Um... Not to put you on the spot, right? Yeah, you not are, the you are putting me on the spot right now. You really are. What about you? Yeah, about things? Yeah. That I received. Yeah. I received a few things, but not too many stuff. Um, I would probably say a um, like a like a journal, a journal to be able to kind of just write out my stuff, just journal. Never thought that I would do that how but long ago was that it was like two years ago really yeah somebody gave me a journal and it was just during the time especially you know after i tore my achilles i was really going through a lot and it was just one of those things where you know just write your stuff out write out how you feeling like just don't keep it in and that's played like a big part it's for me being able to you know release stress and things like that and i'll take it with me whenever i'm off off work whether i'm you know, run around the monuments or at a cool. game somewhere. I'm just secluded somewhere. I just take time out just to kind of write out. Or if I'm just going through a moment, I'll just sit down, pull out my journal, and I'll just write some stuff. So I thought that was a really cool That's gift awesome. that I was given. That's awesome. Yeah. 
No, that's love. Yeah. You got one, Josh? Either, either way. I'm thinking it. over here. I'm not. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. It can even be back to your child. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. The, the first ship I ever got was a Super Nintendo, which is gonna show my age, man. But that that morning, I walked downstairs. I said. I lost it. I freaked out, man. I've never been that excited in my I'll, life. I'll tell my age while you're thinking about it. I'm about to tell. I'm about to tell on myself here. But my favorite is a tie. Uh, my favorite gifts was one time I got a strawberry shortcake doll, and one time I got a oh, and the cabbage patch. Shout out to my mama for finding that cabbage patch because yeah. back in the day they was out here like those tickle me Elmos and beating <laughs> people up for the cabbage patch. Wow. So I had a cabbage patch. Hmm. And I had a, a strawberry shortcake, so I'm definitely telling on myself here. Yeah, 100. We just go. We showed our age big ways. Yes. right in that moment, Josh. So I'll say, um, back back in like 2007, Xbox 360. Yeah. Wow. Great gift. Like, cause okay, so little context. My older brother, we five and a half years apart. Uh, James Ross. Um, he used to play the game all the time when I was a kid. And I ain't have a game. He had his game. And I used to watch him play. And I'm he like, wouldn't let you play. He wouldn't let you play his game? He let me play, but it was under, like, a condition. Like, okay, if I beat you, you can't play. You can't ask me to play the game no more. Like, wow. just stop. Right. So, finally, when it came to day where I can get my own system, I almost shed a tear. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. I almost shed a tear. It was live. But you I was sending to him like you can't. He was, man, that dude wasn't worried about me. He didn't care. No, he didn't care. Right? Yeah, he didn't care. He didn't care. No, but I, I actually found what my favorite gift was. So I was maybe around 12, 13 years, maybe younger than that. And um, my stepdad bought me a uh, like an actual basketball goal, like a real basketball goal. To like put a in 10 my, foot? Yeah, oh, to wow. put in my front yard. And I used to always be outside just playing basketball or I'll go to the park. But I remember him like telling me to come outside and it was like a big box probably from here to maybe this speaker right here and i'm like what is this and they pull off the cover and it's a basketball goal i nearly cried man because i was yeah. like and i was outside with him and you were 12 pick, so you were probably already dunking at that point because yeah, yeah you know i was still you know i was dunking doing little windmills like lebron james out there but that was definitely a moment i was like oh my gosh like this is amazing like i don't think there's going to be any other Christmas get back. And it led you to a, a path playing basketball for exactly. you. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. Was a hooper That's awesome. Yeah, I was a hooper. What position? I played shooting guard. Man. You played shooting guard? Yeah. Word? I played at Houston for two years. <laughs> no, that's wild. I, yeah. I got to play you in basketball with Yeah, you. man. Right. You, you got to see if you can. I can hoop a little. Just I'm a little sure, bit. I'm sure you can. I got a shot. I'm, I'm sure I'm, you can. Tyus will tell us if you can. Yeah. Come on here and tell us. He's told us the people that can't yeah, you yeah. on the team. So. so we'll find out, man. Don't ask Josh Bonds. Oh, he beat me shoot. a couple times in the, around the world. Josh Bonds is a good shooter. Yeah, he He's a good shooter. shooter. Okay. Don't try to. All right. Y'all make some more noise for a tie spouse and Josh Ross, please. Hey, uh, Rita and I will be back together on Christmas night. Rita's going out to San Francisco, but she'll be with us for the Project Game Day post game show. Come join us, Facebook.com slash PressBox Sports, YouTube.com slash PressBox Online. It's all brought to you by AJ Michael, Superbook Sports, and HelpMyGamblingProblem.org. We come back in. Speaking of San Francisco, we'll get ready for the 49ers. That's next. This is the Tyus Bowser Show. So we will have segment number three for you tomorrow. And again, you can go watch or listen to the show at um, PressBoxOnline.com slash video or YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline, Facebook.com slash PressBox Sports. Griffin, you want to tell everybody what's going on at the Green Turtle today? 
Or it's tomorrow. Tomorrow over at the Green Turtle, yes. Over at the Green Turtle on Thursday, every Thursday actually, over at the new Green Turtle Sportsbook in Towson or Can, you get a $10 free bet. Stop by, get your free $10 bet, watch the game, and enjoy some great Green Turtle food. So if you got any picks that you like on Thursday Night Football, go ahead and uh, head over to the Green Turtle. Make sure you check out the Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton, or both, the ultimate destination for game day excitement, great food, and live in-person betting. Again, a $10 free bet each and every Thursday over at the Green Turtle Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. We'll come back in, get a tidbit, get tubular, and talk to Peter Moore as we wind down for a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of GCR. Brace yourselves for an unparalleled game day experience at the new Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbook in Canton and Towson. Experience the thrill of live, in-person betting with Baltimore's only state-of-the-art Vegas viewing TV experience. Choose between a person-to-person experience with their on-site tellers or the convenience of their self-bet kiosks to place your bets. Gather your betting buddies and head over to the Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks today. Green Turtle Bet Park Sportsbooks in Towson and Canton. The ultimate destination for game day excitement, Great food and live in-person betting. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Go to mdgamblinghelp.org. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and it's our very special annual best of issue. On the cover, we celebrate Orioles manager Brandon Hyde as our Mo Gabba Sports Person of the Year, and the Orioles as our Team of the Year. With Stan the Fan Charles and Glenn Clark sitting down with Hyde to discuss his role in creating the culture that defined the Orioles' magic season. Also inside, we recognize the top people, performances, and moments of 2023. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Ravens, Terps, and O's at PressBoxOnline.com. Visit Hartford County. Gear up for the holidays by supporting local with Small Business Saturday on November 25th. Take in the dazzling sights of the season with a Ledoux Christmas at Ledoux Topiary Gardens. Enjoy holiday lights, sing along to holiday songs, reserve a carriage ride, and sit on Santa's lap in Bel Air's Winter Wonderland happening every Saturday from November 25th until December 16th. Nothing sparks that holiday joy quite like a festive parade. Head to visitharford.com and click on Events to see the full list of parades and so much more. In Maryland, you're welcome. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. There's so much focus on sports betting these days, but I want to talk about an area that nobody wants to gamble on, where you choose to go out and spend your hard-earned dollars to eat. The Casas Inn is no gamble at all. The quality on their menu is outstanding, and the value is off the charts with a great and varied list of specials Monday through Friday. And the staples of the menu, whether it's salads, burgers, fish, they're all fantastic. And I haven't even mentioned the crabs or crab cakes yet. So check out the menu for yourself at CostasInn.com. When choosing a place to dine, never gamble on the food you put in your belly. The Costas Inn at 4100 North Point Boulevard or call 410-477-1975 for reservations and your steam crab orders. 
Six chicken tenders made from fresh, never-frozen Royal Farms world-famous chicken, a family-sized order of Western fries, honey mustard dipping sauce, and a two-liter bottle of Dr. Pepper. It's Royal Farms' new Tucker's Tenders Meal. It's Justin Tucker's favorite, and at only $19.99, it'll be your favorite meal, too. The new Tucker's Tenders Meal, available only at Royal Farms. Now you can kick back, relax, and eat like a champion. Real fresh, real fast, Royal Farms. Come for a game, stay for everything else. Book an unforgettable fall getaway in Charm City. Enjoy only in Baltimore festivals, mouth-watering eats, and endless entertainment. Treat yourself to a staycation in the heart of downtown or try one of the city's many charming neighborhood hotels. And don't miss out on packages for free parking, breakfast, and more. Plan your stay at Baltimore.org slash hotels. Don't forget about Project Game Day after every Ravens game this season. It's kind of like this show, except Rita's also there, so I actually think it's pretty good. But hey, you're already here now, so why don't you go ahead and keep listening to GCR? All right, uh, getting ready to wind down for a Wednesday edition of the program. Today's show is also brought to you by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour, which will be back uh, tonight. Stan the Fan, Marty Conway, the professor, someone we always talk to because he's much smarter than we are um, and understands a lot more about the world of sports business. They're going to get together with Gary Stein and Stan tonight at 6 o'clock. You can watch it at Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports, YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Obviously, the Orioles' lease will be a significant part of the discussion, perhaps uh, rumors about ownership, all those things. Tonight, 6 o'clock, check that out with Stan the Fan, Gary Stein, and Marty Conway. They're hoping Andy Dolich can be part of it as well, another former executive, but trying to nail that down at the moment. All right, let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by, this one's brought to you by our friends at your local Toyota dealer and by toyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Uh, all right, so uh, so John Morant last night he became the second player uh, since at least 2000, the 2004 season to score more than 30, 30 points and hit a game-winning buzzer beater in his first game of the season. Uh, he joins, uh, of course. You want to guess who he joins? It'd be their first game of the season, scoring 30 points and then hitting a buzzer beater to win the game for and. For any team, yeah. I mean, it's like it's not surprising when I say, it, but it is hard to just pull a yeah, name I mean, out. That's the part. Yeah. Like it could literally. It was be the anybody. first game of the 2005 season. Kobe. It was Kobe. There yes. Well done. Well done. Kobe had 33, uh, and then hit a buzzer beater in overtime in the Lakers' first game of the season. I mean, right so Ja came back. Sure, and, uh, but it's just yeah, might be look, maybe he's Jaw Morant. Heck of a way to come back, obviously. Um, did you see any of the Celtics? Gotta, you know, like the, the I don't think basketball was ever a concern with Ja Morant. That's the thing, right? Like it's like ah, oh, he's back. Like he never really went anywhere. He's got other problems. Yeah. Yeah, and he does. And the question is, are those other problems squared away, or is next week he going to go back to pretending to be a you know a fake gangster, and we're going to be right back to square one with John ja Morant? Like, if John ja Morant can, can get that side of this together, he's one of the most special players and one of the most – that's the sad part about it. I don't know how many more players were more joyful to watch than John ja Morant. But the other stuff made him less likable and genuinely made you worried about him, right? Like, dude, are you going to end up getting yourself killed in this desire for some sort of street cred 
I, like, I hope, because from a basketball standpoint, man, it's fun as hell. And last night was a fun night, obviously, between that and the uh, Warriors-Celtics. Yes. I did look yeah, a little yeah. bit of that. Yeah. I, didn't get to, I didn't see any of the Grizzlies game. But I saw a little bit of the yeah. uh, the Warriors Celtics game. Um, yeah, the Celtics just looked horrible down the stretch. They've had some really poor possessions and missing like five threes, I think, in one. Steph and they missed a layup. Still Steph and, Curry. Yeah, and Steph Curry's pretty good. Started a new streak, of course, last night of uh, what well, he's currently at one consecutive games with a three pointer made. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't realize that he had a game he, without a three pointer. I didn't realize. Uh, yeah, that. like last week, I think. Okay. Uh, that broke his, which is the all time streak, I believe, of 268 consecutive games with a made three. Bomb. It's uh, over. It's yeah. over. But now he just restarted. So his. He's good. He's got to go another another 269 games now. Um, I think he's gonna make it. <laughs> I saw this one from uh, from from Paul Hembo on Twitter. Uh, so Although, he hang on, 200. Would that, how many how many years would that be? That would be four and a half years. Yeah, it's not. It, it's not impossible that Steph Curry could still be literally just have him come in, play two minutes, jack up a three. I, I don't know that he would, like. I don't, the way that LeBron's played at that age. Like I don't yeah. know that it's impossible that Steph Curry. I'm not suggesting he'd still level, be. Yeah. Like couldn't still play at a high enough level that he wouldn't be embarrassing himself. Shaq called him. Shaq said he might be the greatest player of all time. I would have to know the context by which Shaq. Yeah. Like I've talked about this before. In a way, he's the most unique player of all time. One of the time. most influential. Well, certainly that, but like he's. I, I try to compare it. It's not that I don't take joy in watching LeBron bas- LeBron James play basketball. It's just like, look at him. Right. Yeah. He's supposed to be doing he's that. Not relatable, really, in any way. Steph Curry, as much as I'm not like a Warriors fan and. As far as just watching a human do something where you're like, how? I don't know that a superstar basketball player has given me more joy than Steph Curry because it's just so inexplicable. Like, you can't... How? How? And it's not to take anything away from LeBron James or anything away from Shaquille O'Neal or anything away from other guys. Like, But when you're 6'6", when you're six seven, when you're six, yeah, okay, mm-hmm. it, this checks out. When you're Steph Curry, not quite so much. And I get it, Steph Curry in most places would be tall. Like most rooms that Steph Curry walk into in his life, he'd be tall. But he's not really tall. It's just wild. So yeah, I don't know. Steph Curry thinks. Um, cool. All right. So Hembo shattered a tweet. It was that uh, so the 49ers currently uh, since 1970 they are averaging uh, the third most yards per play in NFL history by any team in, in a season. So they are currently averaging 6.79 yards per play, which would be okay. the third highest mark ever. Um, and essentially the top two teams, the MVP, the, the MVP, or the a player from those teams won the MVP that year um so i looked at it in the top 10 in fact all but one team in the top 10 of uh, yards per play for a season all but one of those teams had uh had a, a the mvp from that team um so when i was trying to figure out how i could make this a tidbit uh, would you want to try to name the top 10 uh, essentially offenses in terms of yards per play i mean i can and then the mvp i guess but you're, but, all right so or, or the, we could do top five we could do top five here. So this is the problem is that you're going to ask me to remember the yeah. year, and like that's just never going to... So I'm going to say the greatest show on Try turf to do, Rams. Yes, correct. Rams in 2000. And Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner was the MVP. Um, The the Chiefs from a few years ago. Was Marshall Falk... No, it was... it was. Sorry, Marshall Falk in 2000. Falk won the MVP that in year. In 2000. Because Warner won an MVP, didn't he? The, the following year. The following year. Okay, so it was, but it was Falk in that... And then in Warner, the, yes. Okay. And that was the... They had 6.98 yards per play, the... 
highest or the, the best yeah. offense in that um, dimension of all time. The Chiefs from a few years ago? Yes, the Chiefs from 2018. Yeah, with Mahomes. 6.84 yards per play. Uh, Mahomes did win MVP. And the, then the, the Niners are third. Okay, then the year that Drew Brees won MVP, the Saints? Um, so the, Drew Brees did not win MVP that year. Really? Mm-hmm. Who won MVP that year? Aaron Rodgers was the 2011 MVP. So uh, when did Brees win? Did Brees not win an MVP? I could have sworn he won an MVP. Maybe Brees did not win an MVP. Wow, I thought he won an MVP. I would have So lost Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Saints are the fourth best offense of all okay. time since 1970, um, with 6.69 yards per play in 2011. And uh, the, those Green Bay Packers would round out the top 10 um, that, Aaron, that Aaron Rodgers did win the MVP with the 2011 Green Bay Packers. All right. Um, try to round out the top five. <sighs> Who's the other one? Who's the other one? Um, the Colts, uh, Peyton Manning MVP year. Correct. Yeah, yeah. 2004. Yeah. 2004, the Colts and Peyton Manning. Uh, sixth on the list. That wasn't the year he split MVP, was it? No, the year he split MVP was the year before. Okay. With Steve McNair. Steve McNair, yeah. Uh, sixth on the list was in the last past decade. Sixth on the list was in the past decade. Sixth on the list was in the past decade. It was. Uh, was it the 2019 Ravens? Uh, it was not the 2019 okay. Ravens. Where were the Ra- the Ravens are not uh, in the top. I'm, I mean, sure, yeah, I'm, I'm sure not. I mean, like, look, they didn't throw the ball. Yeah. Like, I, I get it. I just I thought that was gonna be the wild card here yeah. that you were gonna like laugh at me afterwards. Like, ha ha, stupid. Uh, I don't know. He won MVP, not the Super Bowl in 2016. Won MVP and not the Super Bowl. Oh, Matt Ryan, the Matt Falcons. Matt Ryan yeah. and the Falcons. Yeah. 2016 Falcons, 6.69 yards per play, sixth on this list. Uh, then the greatest show on turf, 2001 Rams, uh, are seventh on the list. And then eighth on the list, it is this year's Miami Dolphins, currently averaging 6.63 okay. yards per play. Hopefully they don't do it against good teams. Hopefully uh, they continue to. <laughs> then ninth on the list is the Green Bay Packers with uh, with Aaron Rodgers in 2011. Tenth on the list. Different, not not the same like team, but a team that we've already named. Oh, but it's just in a different year. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay, I don't know. <laughs> the eighty-four Dolphins. Eighty-four Dolphins. Eighty-four got Dolphins. Got Those it. are your top offenses. Was that okay, everyone? I mean, no, that was good. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah we got to go. We got. <laughs> we still have Peter Moore, right? All right, very good. Uh, Tubular, I don't need to give a sponsor to because I've done all the sponsors. I'm good. Tubular is brought to you by me, Glenn. I'm great, aren't I? Uh, tonight, yeah. UMBC's at Iowa, seven o'clock. That's on Big Ten Network. LSU. Meeting the cop and women, six o'clock. Game sold out, but you can watch it on ESPN Plus. James Madison and the Maryland women, two o'clock on Big Ten Network Plus. Mount St. Mary's is at Georgia on at seven. That's also on ESPN Plus. Um, a lot of good college hoops tonight, aren't? Isn't there? There are some good college hoops. Yes, uh, on ESPN, Baylor and Duke, seven o'clock from Madison Square Garden, North Carolina and Oklahoma at nine o'clock from Charlotte. Alabama and Arizona at 11 from Phoenix. Whatever that event is, Northwestern plays Arizona State at 8 o'clock on ESPN2. Big East Hoops on FS1. Xavier St. John's at 7. Villanova Creighton at 9. CBS Sports Network for UConn Seton Hall at 7. Guys, there's no bowl game tonight? Yeah, there's no bowl game. I don't know why. It used to be there was a, like a game every day except for Sunday. It's probably like because it used of to be. the Survivor Season 45 finale, that must I guess. Be what they it don't is, want to compete. 100%. Yeah. Uh, TNT and Monumental for Islanders Capitals at 7.30, then TNT for Cracking Kings at 10, NBA TV, T-Wolf Sixers at 7, Celtics Kings at 10, TBS for AEW Dynamite at 8. 
Non-sports. Uh, non-sport. Core Survivor. Uh, John Hamm and Glenn Powell will be on Jimmy Fallon tonight. Glenn Powell from um, Top Gun? Yes, Top Gun. He is in uh, Anyone But You with uh, oh, Sidney okay. Sweeney. All right. That movie All looks, right. looks good. I want to see it. Um, Seth Meyers is going to have Adam Driver and Fred Armisen. It is the season finale of The Masked Singer. And uh, I, I, oh, okay. So I gotta be honest with you. I I don't I don't need to take any time to talk about this. I shouldn't, but my God, they are running a promo for the Mass Singer, which I know yeah. because I've been watching. I've been catching up on the Master Chef Holiday thing. Uh, so I'm three episodes. I got one more to go. They're just force feeding Mass Singer and ads. It is it is so embarrassing for Ken Jong, who's like in this promo, crying like to whoever whatever D level celebrity is on this show. Thank you for sharing your gift with us. Like, <laughs> this was so monumentally moved. Like, there is nothing lamer than the masked singer. And they're like, oh, like the, the, the sales of, that they're doing for. This is the, the greatest thing that's ever happened. It's <laughs> so embarrassing. Got to check out Snake involved. Oil with David Spade. That I'm, one, I'm good. I'm good. Um, so Maestro, the the uh, the Bradley Cooper movie, that is actually yes. that's on Netflix today. Oh, okay. Maestro is oh. out out today. Leonard Ber- Leonard uh, Bernstein and Felicia Cohn is the story that that's about. Okay. And then on Disney Plus, Percy Jackson and the Olympian series premiere. They made Percy Jackson they, into a TV I show. I thought nobody like liked the movies. Well, like, this is why? what they're saying. Everyone's like, oh yeah, this should have been a TV show from the start. Okay. So everyone's so. excited about. it. I mean, it looks so. it looks good. It looks well done. Oh. So right. those are the, that is it. That is it on uh. Very Not good. Sports. Very good. All right. Uh, thanks today to uh, Drew Forrester and Chris Sherrar for joining us from helping up. Thanks to Dante uh, Whitner, and thanks to uh, Peter Moore, who you're about to hear from, from Virginia Tech and Calvert Hall. We'll get it all up in the Greatest Hits section of the Oh, my God. It's so good. Tab at glennclarkradio.com. Tomorrow, our big holiday spectacular. Jeremy will be here. Tim Barbalace is coming by. Drew says he's stopping by. Dennis Shackett's going to play some tunes for us. Uh, Griffin's eating a panettone. Oh. We're doing a, don't forget, we got the Malort cookies we're going to try. And um, uh, there's something that I was going to do for tomorrow. Oh, well, I'm doing, we're doing the song. We're oh, doing yes, the, Fairy Tale of Baltimore. Yeah, Fairy Tale of Baltimore. I got to remember to go through and f- f- make sure that like Jeremy's listening to the song. I wonder if Dennis will play along. I was just doing an instrumental in the background. I wonder mm-hmm. if Dennis, that's a tough one. I don't think just a yeah. single guitar could handle the, the background accompaniment for Fairy Tale of New York. Um, it's just going to be a silly fun day. So um, I hope you enjoy that. Picks, I guess, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, we got to do picks tomorrow. Piss. We got too much. Too much. And uh, 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 what's his face from Auburn? Um, oh, yes, Jalen McLeod. Jalen McLeod. He's a D.C. guy, mm-hmm. wanted to go to Maryland. Maryland didn't want mm-hmm. him, and now he's going to try to extract his revenge. On Maryland. In the Music City Bowl. Thanks, everybody, at Pressbox. All of our great sponsors and partners, including Live Casino and Hotel, Mother's North Grill, A.J. Michaels, Guilford Hall Brewery, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Superbook Sports, Hartford County, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin, at Griffin underscore Bass. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok, at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday evening. Go Maryland women. Go UMBC hoops. Go Coppin women. And we like Angel Reese, too. Uh, Duke sucks. We wrap up today's show. I had to do this a little bit earlier on, but uh, Peter Moore, Calvert Hall's own Virginia Tech punter, perhaps future NFL punter, ahead of the Military Bowl next week right here on GCR. Well, coming up next Wednesday, the Military Bowl in Annapolis, Virginia Tech taking on Tulane. We had the chance to meet our next guest a couple years ago as they were getting ready to face Maryland in a bowl game, and now he gets to come home 
and punt uh, pretty close to where he grew up. He is a Calvert Hall alum and Virginia Tech punter. He is Mr. Peter Moore, and he's with us here on GCR again. Peter, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to catch up, man. Happy holidays to you. Thank you for taking the time for us. Thank you for having me on. Man, it's good to chat with you. I I, I wonder if you know, maybe the reaction from some of your teammates wasn't quite as like amped up about the idea of playing in Annapolis, but I'm guessing perhaps you were maybe a little bit more excited than other guys in the room were. I was definitely excited just to get the opportunity to play in front of all my family, all my friends back home. It's just really special. So it's definitely a little bit more special to me compared to other guys on the team. Yeah. So I'm really excited the game. What what does this mean to you, right? Like, you know, I, I again, knowing that y- you haven't been extraordinarily far away playing down in Blacksburg, it's not like, you know, guys that go out and play at Texas or something like that. But with everybody being back home for the holidays, I'm guessing you've probably heard from a bunch of people who are going to come to the game. How much does it mean to you personally to be able to do this? Yeah, it means a lot to me, just especially because a lot of people can't get down to Virginia Tech to watch me play, so – um, just to have some family members that haven't been down to Blacksburg yet, um, some friends also, just to be able to see that game is going to be really special to me. Uh, it's going to be really cool and a, and a neat moment for you and your family, I have no doubt, next Wednesday here in Annapolis. All right, Peter, let's let's work our way back, because I don't know that everybody remembers the last time you were on with us. I, was, I remember being touched by you talking about the impact that watching Sam Cooke had on you and your direction and becoming a punter because I again I think as we talked about then I don't feel like most guys like stand around at the age of 14 like or what probably a little bit younger than that and say punting that's the path for me that's what I'm going to do can you remind everybody of what your path was to punting to why that became the thing for you and a little bit about the impact that uh, Sam Cook watching him had on your direction yeah so I started with a huge soccer background. My whole family played soccer. Uh, my dad coached soccer. So I just kind of grew up playing soccer. And then in about seventh grade, my friends back home just told me, like, I should join the team as a kicker, the football team, and try it out. So I started kicking a little bit. And then when I got into high school, I started training with Coach Kirk Maggio in yep. Baltimore. And he really got me into – more of the punting side and then I started watching and paying close attention to Sam Cook and I just got really hooked on punting and didn't really want to kick anymore and that's kind of how I shifted into punting. Uh, of course Kirk Maggio the father of Dom Maggio another Calvert Hall guy and who punted at Wake Forest and a little bit in the NFL. Um, when you got into it Peter was there was it like one of those things where hey I'm doing this but I, I don't know man like who knows where it takes me? Was there a moment where it stuck out for you like, I can keep doing this. Like, this might be something maybe I could do for, like, a professional career. Yeah, so I went to – so I've been training with Coach Maggio, and he he was telling me on about what kind of track I was on, and he was confident in me. And then I went to some poles kicking camps just to compete with other guys nationally, and – Specifically, I went to one in Orlando. It's called the Underclassmen Challenge, and I competed with a bunch of different guys in my class, and I finished second in the camp, won a bunch of the competitions, and got ranked in the top five in the country. And that's when I kind of realized that I could, I could do this a lot further than 
the high school level and maybe play professionally at one at one time. So it was it was definitely those camps that kind of made it stick out to me that I could do this in the future. Peter Moore is with us from Virginia Tech, of course Calvert Hall alum, getting ready for the military bowl next week in Annapolis. All right, so the, I guess we got to get to the money questions, right? Like, what's the furthest? And I'm sure you're not measuring everything when you're just messing around, like on a field somewhere. But what do you believe is the furthest that you've ever punted a football? I think the furthest I've ever punted a football from the line of scrimmage in the air, no bounce, was 73 yards. Okay, that's pretty impressive, right? <laughs> like, do, okay, do you know? Is it like a baseball thing? Like, you know, b- baseball players, when they connect, they know, right? Do you have a similar feeling as a punter, punter? Like, when you got the best of one, do you immediately, like, have like a, something go through your body, like an endorphin rush of some sort? Yes, absolutely. Every time I hit a ball, I know exactly what direction it's going. I know what it's going to look like. I could do it with my eyes closed and know it just based off feel. Just off of all the repetition I've done, I know – I know when I've hit one perfect. I know when I haven't hit one as good. So there's definitely a feeling that I get where I can kind of tell. Do you have one like that you remember significant? I, I know this again because the average person, this is going to sound silly, right? Like a special punt. What would that be? But do you have one, whether it was game circumstance or the nature of the punt, that during your career you're like, dude, that might have been the best thing that I've ever done as a punter? There was a punt against Notre Dame two years ago, the 2021 season, that I hit. I think it was in the third quarter of the game, and I connected on it. I think it went 65 in the air. Okay. I remember when I hit it, it was like that was a different <laughs> – I just got a hold of it. <laughs> like You hear like, like music in your ears. like It's like a scene out of a movie. And everybody right. else is on the field like, dude, it was a punt. You're like, yeah, but you don't understand I'm a punter. Like that's what <laughs> – I do. It's exciting, man. That's dope, bro. I love that. Um, you know, P- Peter, it's funny, too, because I feel like we've seen with, like, the rise of Pat McAfee sort of the rise of appreciation of punters and, like, the, you know, the for-the-brand type of stuff. Has there Have you felt more love in recent years as a punter because of the prominence of a former punter? Yes, I think. Pat has really brought attention to the punting game. And I think before Pat started on college game day and with his podcast and all that stuff with the, for the brand, I think that people didn't really appreciate it as much. And I think now because of him, people watch punting more. And I think that there's people here that appreciate me because they've watched Pat and they've kind of heard about punting through that. That's cool, man. Peter Moore, Calvert Hall zone with us here on GCR. All right, uh, Peter, you got the opportunity to do something special this season um, and wear number 25 down at Virginia Tech, and I did not know what this was all about. I I was not familiar with the tradition. Can you explain to people what it means to wear number 25 for a game at Virginia Tech and why it was a big deal for you to get that opportunity? So number 25 number twenty-five at Virginia Tech is it's Coach Beamer's number. It's the number he wore, and – Obviously, Coach Beamer had huge success in special teams as a coach here. And to get to wear that number, it, it really means a lot to me because it's representing his legacy. It's representing all the great kickers, punters, long snappers, punt returners, kick returners, all those guys that played on special teams before me. And 
carried on Coach Beamer's legacy. It's just really special to get to wear that number and represent something bigger than myself. What about the fact that, like, you were – and, again, I'm not trying to sound like I'm diminishing the role of a punter, but, again, you are a punter, right? Like, that – that you were chosen to do that and what that what it says about you and what you mean to the team, what you mean to Virginia Tech, how significant was that feeling? Yeah, it's really significant because it's it's it tells me that people value me and and the coaching staff believes in me and my teammates believe in me and they understand how important I am to the team's success. Uh, it's cool, man. I think it's a really, really cool thing. So now you're coming to play in Annapolis, very close to home. Do you maybe like go into the meetings? I mean, this is a bowl game we're talking about, right? Like, it's. It, I know you want to win it, but do you go into the meetings and say something like, "Hey, now's if there was ever a time to pull out the fake punt and let me throw a bomb, this has to be the game where you let me do it," right? <laughs> well, last bowl game, I converted a, a fake against Maryland with a little run yep. to the left. So. We'll see. Maybe maybe we'll draw something up. I don't want to give it. Away. I get it. You can't. You don't want to let. You don't want to let Tulane know what you're doing. But come on, man. Like this has got to be the moment to pull everything out. Like line you up in the backfield on an offensive play for this game, right? Like you got to be campaigning. It would, be, it would be the perfect game to run a fake in front of the in front of the hometown crowd. Dude, the place would go nuts. I mean, it would go absolutely batty if you got the opportunity to do something like that. And and then as you move along, Peter, as you you've gotten deeper into your career. I mentioned earlier the opportunity to do this professionally. Have you gotten a feel for how close you might be, what you still need to work on? I, I, it's easier for us at like other positions to look at players and say, oh, this guy you know, uh, runs this speed. We know that that can translate to the next level. Do you have a feel for what, what the difference is still for you to make sure that when you come out, you're ready to have a career in the NFL? Yeah, I think the biggest thing at this point is directional punting, just making sure that I'm punting the ball in the right spot. I think I'm really close on a lot of things for being ready to go for the next level. I think my hang time and my distance on my punts is is at that level. I think I just need to improve directionally, and that's really the one thing um, that I'm going to be focusing on to get to the next level. All right. Uh, the coolest thing that you're going to – is there any – I don't even know if you guys are going to have the time during the week, but is there anything about Annapolis in particular that, like, you want people to experience, you want to tell your, your teammates, your friends about? Well, I want guys to get the giant milkshake at Chicken Roost Deli. Oh, that's, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty important for for me. I always love doing that. It's always really fun. Might not be the best idea right before, right before a game, a game yeah. Yeah, maybe earlier on in the week that might be a better, a better day to do it. I don't know that anybody gets to bring like their girls up with them because I feel like this Snowflake Alley thing—it's like something you do with a girl. Like it's not really like a thing for the boys to go over and check out Snowflake Alley, is it? No, definitely something you do with a girl. Yeah, right. <laughs> More of a like. I mean, I guess it'd be nice. You guys could have fun with it and like make like do like fake pose pictures and have fun with that. But obviously, a right. far more—it's—it's it's supposed to be a romantic thing. To make a stop at Snowflake Alley while you are in town uh, during the Christmas season. Uh, Peter Moore, it's so cool, man, that you get to do this. I mean, it, it's just really, really a cool thing uh, that you get to do during the course of your career. Let's remind everybody, um, social media-wise, it, Instagram, it's Pete Moore 18 correct? Right. And then what about on Twitter? Twitter is Pete 18 Pete 18 
Uh, Peter, congratulations on all the success you're continuing to find at Virginia Tech, man. Looking forward to having you back here in Annapolis next week, and what a cool story that is. And uh, we'll continue to be in touch. Best of luck. Thanks for taking the time for us, as always, man. Thank you so much.